Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Dungeon Boys, recorded live on Twitch, your home for live streams and other things This and stuff. Welcome to Dungeon Boys, my name is Keith, I'll be your DM. Uh, Josh, playing Reginald, your orc fighter. My name is Bryce, playing Jericho, your shifter rogue ranger. I am Zenus, playing the tabaxi rogue cleric Errol Derman, who now has mm-hmm. wings. Who now has a weird little glider wing pack. A lot of stuff went on in the last episode, but also some stuff. So you guys were able to successfully kill Rahadin. He tried to fool you. <clears throat> Uh, at the beginning of last episode, after you had knocked down a lot of his HP, uh, and you guys were fooled for a moment, he tried to escape, but Dermon's cat-like speed was something he did not prepare for. Dermon stabbed him in the back. You found yourselves in the teleportation room, which took you seemingly very far away from the Castle of Strahd. You met a very uh, disheveled, uh, drunk, and mutated young person who was sawing on a violin as well as a body or something covered in a bedsheet uh, on a table. But you notice that you were far away from the castle, so you're like, let's not get stuck here. You hop back through the teleportation fire. You found yourself back in the puzzle chamber. From there, you wandered your way down a hallway into the crypts below Castle Ravenloft. And we took a long time to investigate all the crypts down there. Uh, I think part a, because we wanted to, and B, because it was it turned out to be quite fun that we did that. Uh, and at the end of last episode, you guys fought some hellhounds that were in the crypt of the Mad Dog, which was part of the fortune that you were told by Madam Eva at the very beginning of the campaign, uh, Jericho. And inside that crypt, you found an item. Do you remember what that item was? was a holy symbol uh it was a holy symbol we found the answer yeah but the item in the mad dog's crypt oh um the spear no the holy symbol of raven kind was the spear not from that crypt as well um let's see i don't believe the holy symbol was in the um uh, was it you like found a another, you found whatever. another holy symbol, but without doubt, the holy symbol of Ravenkind was in the Mad Dog's crypt. We found all kind of cool stuff. Of this, I'm certain. Let's see. In the Mad Dog's crypt, yes, there also was a spear. A, a broken, broken spear. Broken into three pieces of roughly equal length. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> One might be able to wield it if it were repaired. But that is where we left off when you picked up that item. And you have officially found the item of which was said that the card that foretold its location was a card that tells of of a powerful force for good and protection, a holy symbol of hope. And you found that very symbol at the end of last episode. And and that brings us up to date. Yay. Nice. That was like the quickest recap ever. Yep. <clears throat> so I think I ought to tell you, um, let's see. I guess who who's picking up the symbol? Was it you, Jericho? No, uh, Reginald has it. Oh, yeah, Reginald picked it up. 
Oh yeah, I've got the thing, and I've got the I got the broken spear. I've got like a broken spear collection going on. You do. You have at least two of those, which is how you start a collection, right? Um. So I guess let's pick up where Reginald has. Are we Are we certain of that? I know. You know. Yeah, I think Reginald swept yeah. the bones around, or somebody he, did. He picked up the thing, and he asked Dermon if he knew anything about it. And that's the last the thing symbol? I remember. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So we should pick up at there where you would answer that question, I guess. Boom. Hey, Thurman, do you um, you suppose you know anything about this? <clears throat> um, not off the top of my head, no. I would wager it were a holy symbol based on the experience I've seen. And I like, or I have, and I pull out my own and like kind of dangle it a little bit and be like, it's fairly similar in makeup at least. Hmm. Uh, which one of you fellas wants to hold on to this thing? Well, we've all got our own. Why don't you keep it? Oh, oh, oh all right then. It's good idea. <clears throat> so, Keith, Jericho, as, you as feel drawn to that holy symbol? I feel. I what? You. This is a. This is a symbol that was foretold that you might find you're the one who got the, the fortune. Um, you, you know, this is the mad dog's crypt. You, you feel a, a slight draw to this symbol. Okay. I, uh, Re- Reginald. Uh, yeah. Could I, could I see what you're holding there? Oh, yeah. And I hold it up at a distance. Looks just like, like it's right here. I feel like, I feel like I'm supposed to be the one carrying that. Uh, you got one of them, uh, one of those inklings. Yeah. yeah. Like when you said you kind of felt you needed to go look under that rock. Right. Well, tell you what, you you but you let me borrow your sword. I don't see any harm with it here. And I'll toss it over towards him. You hold on to it. Thank you. It just uh, it just feels right, you know. Yeah, right. We've all had those moments. All right. You grab this holy symbol, Jericho, and and because you had the fortune, because it was foretold, uh, that you know you you received the fortune. So this for this, I guess this fortune telling for your party is kind of passing through you. You're feeling this magic flow through you a little bit and you grab it. Then you, you touch this holy symbol that is a platinum amulet shaped like the sun with a large crystal embedded in its center. Um, and you can feel its power. You can feel that it's a force for good. And even, um, you know, all of you are kind of, are are good aligned characters. All of you, as he touches this thing and, and can feel that in this dark crypt, where there is no no natural light, where everything is dead, that there is some some light uh, coming from this holy symbol. Uh, and Jericho, when you when you hold it, you kind of attune to it, and you now know what this thing does. Um, and it also, you are able you are able to discern kind of splotchy bits of history about this holy symbol, and immediately you know that um, this thing is old. It's 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 old, possibly older than than many of the places that you've been all over Barovia, even some of the ruins. Um, and you can feel a sort of uh, a legend forming in your mind that it was possibly there's a legend that it was delivered to a paladin uh, on a, by a giant raven 
uh, to be a force for good in this realm, and you can detect that this this holy symbol was used to destroy vampires, uh, or at least has something to do with defeating vampires. And so, I will read you the powers. Are you ready to take down... One moment. And, I mean, of course, if you decide you want to give it back to Reginald or whatever, I'm just using... You got the fortune, so you're you're the vessel for this information. Whatever you want to do with this symbol is up to you. Okay. So while while he's writing, just visually, is like, is this one of those... He's holding it in his hands, it's kind of like, hmm. Or is it like one of those He-Man kind of moments where he's like thrusting it up into the sky and like completely backlit, you know, angels. No, no, it's more, certainly more the first kind. Oh, okay. Probably just a pregnant pause from Jericho (laughs) at this moment. I'm ready. Okay. So the, this holy symbol has 10 charges for the following properties. It regains one D six plus four charges daily at dawn. Let me know when I can move on, I guess. 1d6 plus 4? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, one one thing it can do, it has hold vampires. So, as an action, you can expend one charge and present the holy symbol to make it flare with holy power. Vampires and vampires spawn within 30 feet of the holy symbol when it flares must make a... Uh, a wisdom saving throw on a failed save. A target is paralyzed for one minute. It can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns to end the effect on itself. And I guess I should tell you that's a DC 15 saving throw wisdom saving throw. Okay. Vampires within 30 feet must make a wisdom 15 save or they're held in place. For one minute. Okay. They can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of their turns. And it costs an action. Okay, got that. So it's also... Paralyzed for one minute? Uh, yes. Vampires. Also, it has turn undead. If you have the turn undead or the turn the unholy feature, you can expend three charges when you present the holy symbol while using that feature. When you do so, undead have disadvantage on their saving throws against the effect. I don't think you have that. No, I do not. Okay. So it also has sunlight as wait, an action. So I can't use the turn undead at all? Correct. Oh, wait. Um. Yeah, no, you, it looks like you can't use that feature at all. Okay. Uh, sunlight, though, has another power called sunlight. As an action, you can expend five charges while presenting the holy symbol to make it shed bright light in a 30-foot radius and dim light for an additional 30 feet. The light is sunlight and lasts for 10 minutes or until you end the effect. No action required. So you don't have to have an action to end the effect. Okay. Um, what were the distances again? Um, 30-foot radius of bright light and then a dim light for an additional 30 feet. You said you don't have to put it out? Uh, it's not an action to turn it off. You can turn it off whenever you want. Was uh, Hold Vampires... Uh, how many charges did that take? It took takes one charge. Okay. 
the so symbol holds ten thing. charges. What now? Sorry. I was going to say these are progressively just taking more charges. Correct. Like one yeah. Five. Okay. Yeah. So if he, you know, you use hold vampires once, it's down to nine charges. You use sunlight, it's down to four, etc. Got it. It get, regains one d six plus four at dawn. Yep. Is there more? Nope. Does it? Oh okay. So cool. now that you have this information that you have gained magically, please continue. I uh. Boys, this this one isn't like the other ones we found. I can tell there's something wrong with this one. Well, not wrong, just different. Um, I think it can be used to paralyze vampires or at least hold them in place. Uh, and it can also produce a bright light, like the sunlight. Well, that's what's so hearing beautiful. all this, Reginald's eyes are just getting bigger and bigger. Go ahead, Dermot. I didn't hear what you said. Oh, um, well, that would certainly be useful. Yeah, and uh, it's got some other... It it, it does something else, but I I don't think I can do it. Hmm. I'm not sure how it works. So hearing all this, Reginald kind of like, I guess like the hilt of the the sword that was loaned to me is sticking out the top of my pack. I just want to like look over to it. And look back to that awesome artifact I just chucked over. <laughs> <laughs> Slight shrug. Well, that that could turn out to be rather useful. Yeah, in, in the proper hands. I hope so. <laughs> well, you know what else is useful? <clears throat> this thigh bone that I have, and I've been giving it a lot of thought, Reginald, and I think you should hold on to it. I'll, I'll get some bone. Yes, but it's a very special bone. What makes it so special? Um, I explained to him all that it does that I know. Okay. I forget exactly what Dermon found out last time about it. It's a mace of disruption. Well, yeah, I know that, but I don't. <clears throat> um, it it is more effective against undead, and I think going into this fight that we are. We found ourselves in, forced into. Uh, I think you should be the one to wield it. Uh, right. Um, oh, okay. Sure. Sure. Also, um, when I go to pick it up, like take it off of my back, as soon as I grab it, it starts like shedding the bright light that it emits <laughs> when you hold it. So I, I like pull it out and just kind of for extra effect, like wave it back and forth a little bit. <laughs> let me see if i can add that one to it just uh damage wise is it pretty much just like a, a regular maze but it also has like its magical abilities uh, uh the image is in the discord if you want to look there i got it pulled up okay sweet yeah give that to him it's only a few sections up now what is secondary damage is that in the form of like radiant damage Ooh, let's yeah, see. it does. Um, it does an additional two d six radiant damage against um an undead. Okay. When you hit a fiend or an undead with this magic weapon, that creature takes an extra two d six radiant damage. Yeah. Oh, nice. And then, if the target has twenty five hit points or fewer after taking the damage, it must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be destroyed. 
Sweet. So I give you, uh, <clears throat> I give you Saint Markovia's thigh bone. Um, use it well. No, no, no. It's no. beautiful. <laughs> I, I, you know what, I mean, it's just the nicest thing that anybody's ever given to me. It might look like a stinky old bone, but I think, I think, uh, I think with this and that little sparkly thing with the Jericho's gold, I think we might be able to get out of here. I certainly hope so. And you know, I'm going to go ahead and say that it's pretty odd that someone giving you a thigh bone is the nicest thing anyone's ever done. It's really the thought that, that counts. It's quite indicative of, uh, well, maybe we should just get going. It, right. Yes. Right. <laughs> you know, fellas, before we get get along too much, you mind in... You mind walking with me? Look, yeah, I just want to show you something real quick. I want to, I want to like lead these fellas over toward the tomb. What had Reginald's name on it? Okay, uh, it's important to mention as well. If you're watching the stream, the or if you're listening, uh, the characters are currently in a crypt underneath Castle Ravenloft. The ceilings above them are twenty feet high. Imagine uh, a taller version of like the catacombs below Paris. If you've seen any of those like photos and stuff, like you know, cramped spaces and tombs everywhere uh, that are blocked by stone doors. So it was very dark, kind of cramped down here, just the ceilings are tall. On Under their feet is a thick layer of bat doo-doo, and above their heads are the bat doo-doo factories, otherwise known as bats. Um, so you guys travel, a, you know, 20 or 30 feet as the crow flies, but you have to make some turns to get back to uh, Crypt 23. And when you do that, you see written on there... Um, the uh, the name Reginald. Yeah, I want to stop like right in front of that and just staring at it, arms crossed. Hey, uh, you fellas didn't happen to run into your own grave, did you? <clears throat> not that I recall. No, sir, certainly not. Well. I prodded at it earlier, but I, I didn't put a whole lot into it. I would, I'd, I'd like to, before we get too far along, see if we can, uh, I want to see if anyone's home. I, um. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I, I have to know. If I leave here, I'll, I'll, I'll never, I'll, I'll always regret not knowing. Well, then, let's do it. Let's open it up and see what we can find. All right. Here we go. Do I need to roll a scrinth or what am I doing? Yeah, roll, roll a scrinth. I walk up to help <clears throat> to help him. Okay. Can y'all hear bone grinding noises coming from this room? No. If oh, I listen good. closely, but it's, I don't think Zincaster's going to pick it up. Okay. <laughs> Juice is no one on a bone. This is not a normal question. Uh, nor, not a normal question to ask. <laughs> Uh, I rolled a 19 plus 6, which is a 25. You pull the door off, out of its socket. It <laughs> releases some air. Uh, and you pull the stone door off. And uh, as you open the crypt, the first thing that all of you sense is a horrid stench of decay. It smells horrific, as if a body is freshly decaying inside. I'm and as sorry. you look inside... 
as you look inside, there is a corpse lying on the marble slab within, and the corpse looks just like Reginald. Well, that is unsettling. Right? I mean, he looks sort of fresh. Well, look, I'm right here. Who is this fellow? Reginald? Yeah? Have you died lately? Not as far as I know. Do you feel like you've always been Reginald? Well, yeah. What what you getting at? Can I investigate the corpse? Absolutely, if you'd like to. Jericho, are you about to say something? You weren't copied at some point and murdered and replaced, were you? Uh, no, not as far as I know, but if I didn't know then, would I know now? Oh, I suppose not. Dermon, you see anything telling in there? I got a 13. As you walk into the crypt and you begin to investigate, the stench is almost overwhelming. You almost would like to turn back. But as you reach your hand towards this dead body and you you know begin to feel around, whenever your hand touches Reginald's dead body, for just a moment it feels like a cold, dead corpse. And then it begins to melt away. Uh, <clears throat> Jericho, Reginald, as, you, as it melts away, you can hear a wisping wind pass through the... Uh, the catacombs going past you. And as you feel the wind pass you, you turn your head to the door that's been leaned up against the wall. And uh, what you see is the na- Reginald's name wipe off as if it were dust on the, on the door of the crypt. And as a, his dead body melts away on the slab and disappears. Right. Anybody else just, see that I I guess you're not dead well no I'm not dead could have fooled me I mean I, I could imagine I'd smell that bad when I was dead yeah uh, kind of smell that bad now right a little bit but um I th- I think we should just leave this alone for now it doesn't seem to be doing us any good and Reginald you're clearly not dead thankfully so let's say we get on out of here shall we right yeah. So, now, if I'm not dead now, and it looks like I was dead then, but then I wasn't dead. Let's just not think about it. No, no, no. (laughs) Am am I immortal? No, no, you're not. I wouldn't test it. Are we sure? Well, you know what? I got a feeling we'll find out at some point. I'm I'm just curious. I get that sense as well. Um... While we're talking about strange crypts we all found, you didn't happen to find any others that you didn't mention, did you? Well, I mean, there's lots of other ones. Look, how, how often do you find your own name on one? I want to lead them over to the uh, the other one. It had, like, the name of the um, the rocking horse. What was it? Bocephalus? Ah, Bocephalus. Bocephalus. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of things what to look What a cool name, here. by the way. I mean, yeah. I found my own name. I mean, how interesting is that on a grave? So you and guys I, walk I, back. Right in, front of the, uh, right in front of the other one. Um, Yeah, you guys walk back to, it's actually crypt number 39 is Bocephalus. So you go. You guys go all the way back down uh, towards 38, towards what seems to be the back wall of all these catacombs. Uh, and what? A bit of meta. Um, 
Do we see what those things are on the map? The target no. shaped things? Okay. You those are those are part of the map and not those part, are part of, of the map. Boom. Yeah, so again, podcast listeners, we're for the benefit of people watching and for the benefit of the party because we're not together and they can't see my hand motions <laughs> and any other ways I can use to describe things, they can see the map. Uh, I'm trusting them to be good boys and not metagame too hard on the map. Which you just you just witnessed good, wholesome D and D play in action. Bryce calling himself out, not for metagaming, but making sure I know that he's not, which is cool. You people out there, if you do metagaming in your D&D, know this. You're making your D&D, your DM mad. He might be too nice to tell you, but don't you metagame out there, D&D people. Yeah. Gotta watch the blood pressure, for sure. Amen. Mm-hmm. Bocephalus, you guys approach the approach the tomb of Bocephalus. Also, the reason that they're not, you know, disturbing the bats or whatever is that I'm, I'm being quite generous with the way they're moving about in this crypt. They've all been very, they've all been very shrewd. They've all been very quiet when they rolled stealth to get in here. So I'm letting that cover their trip through this crypt um, because none of us want to hear, have them fight uh, bats all night like a JRPG. So um, Bocephalus, the wonder horse, the uh, inscription on this tomb is, says, Bocephalus, the wonder horse, may the flowers grow ever brighter where he trods. The door to this crypt is larger than all the others. It's six feet wide and eight feet tall. So approximately horse-sized? One might think. Well, that is hmm. a big door. Reginald is not one who might think. Um, Reginald, why this one? Oh, this is from the, uh, that's what was on the rocking horse back at, uh, the, the Wizards of Wine. Right, where I got that nice uh, sausage from. I, I, I remember the sausage. But yeah, it, it, this was the horse. It, uh, it was such a unique name, I decided I want to name my 37th child Bocephalus. So. Why not the 39th? It's the 39th tomb in here. I already got the 39th figured out. All right. That is ambitious. <laughs> Um, <laughs> tomb cracking boys get to cracking yes. right. and Reginald with the old knuckle crack rolls a 16 to move that door I'm helping roll it with advantage it was a 7 you weakened him you are unable to remove the door from this tomb you know what boys I think I was a little bit taken by seeing my own corpse there let me, let me try that just one more time I don't know if you can do that that's up to you I help him again. It doesn't seem to budge. You've the every amount of movement that you've tried on it. You know, with those two failed rolls, yeah. It, it more more than likely you would assume. Well, this one's sealed shut. Mm. Can I investigate? Can forever remain a mystery, or um, I think maybe so. I mean, I don't. I've, I guess you can investigate it and see. Seventeen. A 17, uh, it doesn't reveal any special ways to pop it open. Um, You can't say definitively that it is sealed shut, nor can you say definitively that it is not sealed shut. I've learned nothing from this. If you rolled an 18, it would have said that it has a sign that says push over it. Yeah, if you roll an 18, you actually would have got in. There's a trap door in there that says pull lever. When you pull the lever, Strahd falls down there, and then like smoke comes up, and it says you win. (laughs) Wow. Dang. Uh, so close. 
Use that inspiration. <laughs> well, now that we have that meta knowledge, we clearly can't use it, or else we'll be meta gaming. So that's right, right? That's a trap right there. Dermon, you don't have any sort of nifty catman magic that'll move the stone out of the way or anything like that, do you? Well, you know that might just be racist, but I probably do. <laughs> <laughs> well, we went there. Let me see if really I took can. The smoke out of What'd you say? I said you really took took the smoke out of me with that one. I, I'm not trying to be racist. It's just you're, you're a cat man. Well, that is the truth, isn't it? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, Reginald's just nodding a little bit, just just a quiet, slight nod. Hang on, I'm I'm looking to see if I can. I don't think I can. We'll find out. Okay. Well, while he's searching, I want to I want to take out that bone thigh bone mace. Do you think okay. the door's undead? No, I don't think it's undead. No, I think it's inanimate. Yeah, you might be right. Inanimate. It's anonymity. We got multiple bottles of alchemist fire. But I don't think they're quite explosive, more just incendiary. Right, right. Uh, while you search, I know there's more caskets to check in here. There was a downstairs area, and then there's the two rooms at the ends. Uh, right. Um, you know, there's this little stairs cutting down right here. I want to point to them stairs right past the was the tomb with the mad dog thing. Anybody want to, uh, shall we follow follow the stairs down, see what we see? Um, yes, in a moment. Keith, is, what is the door made of? Stone. What? It's made of stone. Mm. Rock. Well, I could. Compact ground. Mm. I could do it. Sediment. Is there 40 in there? Mm. What are your thoughts, Dermon? Well, I could get it open, but that would require some of my most powerful magics, and I don't know that it would be worth it to waste such resources on opening a door. Yeah, maybe we should, uh, maybe we should see about destroying the Devil Strahd, and then we'll check in on the horse casket. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Unless, <laughs> unless we can find some place down here you think is safe enough to take a nap. I mean, well, it doesn't get into a crib and do it. It doesn't Jericho. seem like there's much roaming around it down Jer- here. Jericho, I, I found my own grave. Yeah, but now it's not. It's empty now. Yeah, I, it, it disappeared. Seems like seems like the last last place they check is your own grave for you. Well, right, but I just don't want to go in there, and start lying around, and I mean, they might put my name back on there and close it up. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Right, right. Well, for now, let's uh, go investigate what else is around here. You might find some grease or something. Yeah. Grease up that door. You could. Yeah. St- <laughs> you could. Oh gosh. I was gonna. I was gonna say something very literal that could have been taken very, very wrong. <laughs> Up to you. Good thing we don't have that bullet. <laughs> What'd you say, Bryce? 
I said, good thing we dodged that bullet. Yeah. I'm going to make my way towards K-86. All I'm right. Yeah. I'm going to one last well. time. Yeah, I'm eyeballing that door, that big door one last time before I head behind these fellas, headed that way. Okay. Um, if you'll let me know, are you heading down the south wall towards the stairs, or will you be heading down to the middle lane and coming in? I would say probably down by the wall. Just naturally, if we were at the door for 39. Yeah, it would make sense know. to me. If we went from 23 to 39, then we didn't pass 38, and I've been liking seeing all these names. I'm probably going to go across in front of 38 so I can see what name was on it. That was the 38 was, that was Mad Dog. Oh, okay, then we've already been there. Then, yeah, I will follow along the wall. All right. I thought 35 I need to, was Mad Dog. I need to know who... Um, I, does anybody have a detect magic spell? Just let me know. Well, let's find out. We'll see if you it. do, I'm going to throw you a possible bone. I have a broken spear that I've been using to detect traps. That's kind of like detect magic, right? In this situation, it is exactly nothing like detect magic. I apologize. Dang. Okay. Exactly nothing. I'm imagining Dermon would be the only one with that spell if he if it were to exist. Hey, Dermon. I'm a ranger. I do magic-y stuff. True. Dermon I do not have it prepared. No. Dermon B. Do got it, though. Okay. Um, um, yes? It is, it is not prepared. Okay. And no, never mind. I haven't, I haven't selected the new spell that I would get from leveling up, but just for meta purposes, I'm not going to make it that one. Gotcha. Yeah. So if you had it prepared where you could use it, I was going to let you roll Arcana to see if you would notice something. But as it stands, I don't think so. I need to know what order you guys are walking in. I imagine I that I am behind first. Reggie. Okay. So Jericho went first? I believe so. Yeah, I think Jer- I'm next because I lingered on the door for a second. So I'll tell you from this point of view. Uh, G- G- Reginald and Dermon, you guys are walking along behind Reginald. It's dark. You all have dark vision, so this looks it's very dim in here. Uh, and you can see the steps coming up on your left as you pass through this narrow hallway. And as Jericho steps right almost as if he's as he's going to turn the corner to the left, he I get steps struck by lightning. <laughs> no, he steps on a square, and then in a split second, instead of Jericho standing there, there's a white W I G H T, and looks like we're going to have to roll initiative. And where I teleported, is there two whites following behind me, Scooby-Doo style? <laughs> Sadly, Jericho, <laughs> if only, my young brother, <laughs> if only. <laughs> if only. to initiate. All right. I got a nine. So do in I this moment. As well? Yes, you do. Mm. Because we're going to keep you on the same timeline as the boys. Know what I mean? Yeah. I got a 23. All right, let me pull up my monster manual and find myself a white. A white is a meant person in days of yore, but the name now refers to evil undead who are once mortals driven by dark desire and great vanity. Whites possess the memories and drives of their former former living selves that will heed the call of whatever dark entity transformed them into undead. So imagine 
zombies that are really good at fighting. Mm. Cool. Warrior zombies with armor. So standing in front of you is a warrior zombie with armor and a blade. It can it has it is holding is holding a long sword and on its back is a longbow. It's wearing studded leather armor. And I need to goodness, hold on, let me find out exactly where Jericho went. Uh, do, do, do. Real quick, talk amongst yourself for a second. How you have a good day? No, it's all right. Um, work was pretty slow, just kind of steady and not really doing much today. I'm setting up the letters. Can you see those on? Yeah, you can see them. Cool. I should all be right. able to. I'm gonna organize them in. Uh. Initiating order. Yeah, that. Okay, thing. please do. Can you tell me how many bad guys I need to put up, y'all? Uh, you're good right now. Okay, cool. We're gonna need a bigger screen. WWDJR. Got it. All right. Okay. So, real quick, let's take initiative orders down, please. I think I had a fifteen. I had a nine. I had a 23. Wow. Uh-huh. Dermon, you had a 9, you said? Yes, sir. All right, that works out pretty good. Based on what I wrote down. Okay. So, what we're going to do is talk, take care of Jericho first because his initiative was earlier. Jericho, a flash of light explodes around you. And then you are plunged into absolute darkness. Suddenly, you're lying in a confined space, choked with dust. Mm, I feel like I'm in that casket down there. <laughs> you can feel you can feel against your feet when you stick your toes out. You can feel a wall at your feet, at your elbows and, and triceps and your forearms. You can feel a wall at your sides. It's cold and dusty, and your head is turned to one side as if you're pressed inside of something. Um... Can I move around in, like, any meaningful way? You are unparalyzed, but as you move around, you can tell that there's also a barrier above you and below you. Can I tell what material it is by the thumps I make? It's dusty. It's probably wood. Okay. Um, I've been in an apartment like this. Do I have enough room to drink a healing potion? Um. Yeah, you can get your hands up there. Okay, I would like to take that action now if I'm allowed to do so. Are we initiated already? Uh, no, you're 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 good. You can you can drink a potion. Okay. Mm, okay. So you drink the potion. We've taken that as a bonus action, so you've got an action left if you'd like. Um, hang on, I'm adding stuff up. Gotcha, go for it. Also, anybody who's watching our stream tonight, we appreciate you, we love you, and we're glad you're here. Podcast folks, remember that this this show is recorded live. If you would like to join us at Monday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can catch this show live. And the podcast folks, you don't hear all the commercials we do. We do an ad every 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. Mostly for Heinz Ketchup. 
Hey, that's some good ketchup. It is. People who listen to the podcast. Spoonfuls of ketchup for 15 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's pretty it's pretty disgusting. Yeah. There's a lot of throwing up. All right, I'm good. Um, Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm just gonna give this one a a turn of just chilling. I'm not gonna try and do anything right now. I'm processing. Okay, process. All right. Uh Jarek or Reginald and Durman, let's um let's place you have you been placed on the map yet? I'm not placing things on the map because I didn't know if you'd be able to move them around. Good call. Um, um I should you give be me able that to initiated order. Uh it's uh the white and then Reginald and then Durman and then you on top, of course. I cannot move them, it seems. No, I oh, can't. I can't move them. Hey. Look at that magic. Now we got J-Word. And you were behind Reginald Derman? Yes. Yeah, like like within five feet, like right behind him. Perfect. That's what I was thinking. Okay, and so we decided that these squares are ten feet across, not five. So you guys are right. You guys are ten feet away from this white. Sound good? Nope, Jericho, that's not where you are, buddy. You can't move it like that. Okay. Keith, if you if you line up the mouse just right, you should be able to click on the letters and it puts a little green box around it, then you can move it. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I got it. Cool. All right. So it is the white's turn. The white turns around. It stares at you with its pale white skin and its dark, dark eyes. It's got its nose is is cut off it's just holes where the nose used to be and it's got long sharp teeth its hair is white and long and this this zombie looks as though it's killed many men it's got skulls on its pauldrons it's got studs in its armor and it's holding a long sword and it turns to you and it rushes to attack Reginald because he's in front he enters your space Uh, it's going to, first of all, it's going to slash you with its sword. It only rolls an eight, so it misses with its sword. Yes, sir. It's also going to try something called life drain, and it's going to roll again. And it's going to roll a four again. So Reginald expertly and deftly uses his shield against the white. Nice. as the white slaps the sword on the ground repeatedly. (laughs) Angrily. Reginald, no, no, we're in the end game. Everything looks cool now. Oh yeah. (laughs) Reginald raises his shield, blocks the sword. And as this white reaches out with the other hand to drain his life, Reginald is able to swat that arm away with the Jackie Chan arms, arm block. (laughs) And it is now, uh, Reginald's turn. All right. For the first time I'm wielding, the bone that I just got. So the Reginald, of, are you going to bone him? I wasn't going to go there. I wasn't even going to go there. But yeah, Whoa. we're totally going to do that. It's time to go there. It's, yeah, we're going there, man. All right. So just reading up on this thing, it is an undead, correct? So it gets an extra 2d6 irradiant. Oh, yeah, baby. Nice. So that is an 18 to hit that bad boy. An 18 to hit, that'll hit. Okay. Do you want me to roll both attacks and then damage, or what? Uh, let's do da- let's let's do an attack per since there's weird extra damage. Let's do let's do damage after each attack. 
Okay, so that's nine plus an extra two d six, so plus six. Wait a second! Wait a wait a second! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Tell me, does that does that uh, maze of disruption out offput light that counts as sunlight or no? It just says bright light. Okay. Bright light, twenty foot radius, dim light, and additional twenty foot. I would say, based off of the wording of the daylight spell. Bright light doesn't necessarily count as. Yeah, I was, I was about to say that earlier. Whenever the I, the symbol of Ravenkind made a point to mention that it counts as sunlight, this light will actually not count as sunlight. It, you're still going to do the radiant damage. Just there was something else I needed to think about. Right. Okay, like I can see this as like a bright, glowing, like arcane kind of light. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it was. Uh, nine plus a six, I think it was, but it was, it came up to a 15, a 15 damage, 15 damage. Yeah. Nice. You, you're, you're able to swing your mace and bring after you block with the one arm or you, you blocked his arm. You, you blocked his attack. You swing the mace around from under and hit him right in the belly. You can hear his leather, his dry leather armor crunch under the weight of the mace as he, uh, the, whatever dusty air is in his lungs comes out and covers your face as you harm him for 15 damage. Mm, how about a 22 to hit? What's that a 22 will definitely hit again. All right. So that is an 8 plus an 8. So that's 16 damage on this one. I'm swinging back around. This time, you swing back around, and this time you knock one of his pauldrons clean off, crushing it. You can feel the bones under, inside of his shoulder crunch. <laughs> As nice. he takes more damage. Nice, nice. And then Keith's just passing this one out there as DM reference. If he does get below 25, remember he's got to save on that DC. 15. Ooh, all right. Okay. Let's roll. Oh, okay. He actually rolled a 17. Wow, okay. Well, that's a nice indicator, though. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. All right. So moving on down the line, I think that's. All I got on that one. Um, don't have a whole lot I can do on a bonus action, so I'm just going to pass. All right. Reggie, it, or I mean, Derwin, is your turn. Awesome. I'm going to uh, come out from behind Reginald and try to stab at the, the white with my dagger. Come and stab. Uh, gosh, that sucks. That's really disappointing. That's an eleven to hit. You will you will miss. After having his pauldron crushed, he's able to bring his sword up just in time to swat away your dagger as you attack. Okay, that's fine. But the armor that was there somewhere. Oh yeah. F- keep forgetting about this guy. Um, that's all I'm gonna. Oh do. yeah. The armor is here. Cool. The armor. <laughs> the armor is everywhere. He's gonna come up and he's gonna jab at him uh, a good old two times. So All right. the 17 to hit. The 17 will hit. Excellent. Uh, five damage on hit number one. Um, and a 10 to hit. A 10 will not hit. Okay. Uh, that's all. You know, that's all. That's all he's gonna do. Really, that's that's everything. So the armor comes in over your shoulder as the as the white takes a second to block your dagger. As his sword is away, he punches the white right in the face. The white spits out at least four of its teeth 
against the wall. You hear them clank against the stone and and hit like plops in the back guano below. The second hit, though, his sword is back and ready to swat away the second hand. Nice. That's a good visual. Yeah. Doesn't the armor have food in it? It, it does. does. Oh, so shit. much food. <laughs> and it's yeah. Oh, it is full of food. It's jiggling a little. Just grease sloshes <laughs> out of it every time it moves. Oh, yeah. All no, right. No, that's it? Get yeah, your story straight. Okay. Jericho, it's your turn. Okay. Um. How much room I got? Can I can I get my feet braced up against the top of this thing? The bottom, or uh, you can pull, you can't pull your feet up, but you can get your knees up. Okay, I want to brace my knees and my hands like I'm upside down crawling against whatever's on top of me, and try and push it off. Okay, I am I am I know I am laying horizontal, correct, or am I in a vertical position? Sorry, we had a raid come in. Would you finish that last sentence for me? Am I laying down or standing up? You're laying down. Okay, then yeah. I'm going to assume I'm in a coffin. Yes. And I'm going to push against the top. Okay, roll a strength check for me. Cool. And thank you guys so much for bringing in the raid, Baldrax. We are playing... And thank you for the follow earlier, Molly Berry. Um, yes, we are playing D&D. We're recording for a podcast, so I'm pretty limited on how much conversation I do with chat. Um, thank you guys so much for the raid. Enjoyed raiding you earlier. Um, and enjoy some D&D if you'd like to stick around, my friend. What was your roll? That is a 14. A 14. You roll with your strength, and you're able to flex all your muscles and pop the lid off of this coffin, and it flies... Not flies, it just <laughs> you know flips off the side of the coffin. And you find yourself you have uh you have dark vision, of course. Mm-hmm. So you find yourself in a dank, almost vault like room. You're looking straight up, so you don't see what's on the floor or anything. But looking up and sticking your head out of the coffin You can see in your periphery that this room is awkwardly shaped and it smells of rotten meat. Looking around you, you count 15 stone coffins that are scattered throughout this room. And they're all oriented with their heads pointing the same way. Um, The floor... I'll tell you what the floor looks like because you popped your head out. The floor looks like it is covered with human bones and rusty swords. Save one bullet for yourself, am I right? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> there appears to be no other door or anything. Uh, roll perception for me. Okay, yeah. That's a 15 plus 8 is 23. Uh, 23. When you look up, uh, you can see that there's a 10-foot square shaft heading up out of the darkness. Well, not out of the darkness. It's just heading up. It's dark up there, too. There's the sound of slowly dripping water echoing uh, throughout this room. Oh, boy. Um, I've used my action already, correct? Um, to open the lid. Yeah, you have. Okay. Um, can, I interact, can, can I interact with an item in the room? You may. Can I open one of them coffins? You sure can. <laughs> <laughs> 
reminding the DM that I am invisible to dark vision? Yep. <laughs> well, when sure? you put it that way. <laughs> Maybe I'll wait till my next turn <laughs> when I have an action to spare. Well, no, it's not a, I mean, it's not a, uh, it's not a, uh, it's, it's sealed in the same way that yours is, so it would be an action. You you try to interact with it. Excuse me. You try to open a coffin, but you realize it's going to take some effort. Okay. I'd, so that I'd, will be the end of your turn. Yeah. <laughs> when you step onto the floor, you can feel that you're walking on a floor of bones. This bone, The floor of the, the, the room that you're in, you're, you're standing on only bone. Human bones. You went from a floor of bat guano to a floor of bones. Mm-hmm. This guy needs like housekeeping or something. Yep, and it's very dark in there. Very dark, even not dark that you can't see because you have dark vision, but you can tell it is. There's not any natural light coming into this room, baby. I only the That's unnatural. It. Okay, it is now the white's turn. The white is going to do its best again to reach towards Reginald and try to drain his life. Yay! Holy crap! He crit fails. <laughs> That'd be a no. He but he's going to—he's going to try it with his multi attack. He's going to redo. This time he rolls a bloody thirteen. What a pansy of a freaking yeah. enemy! What a turd! Kind of flailing. I, well, I mean, we're in a—we're in a tight space, and yeah. you know, I that, that got that shield up. So yeah. yeah. Makes complete sense. So he tries again, and each time you just pull up your shield, almost blocking the whole the whole room. You know, just blocking with that shield and, and stopping his attacks. It's now your turn. Yeah, we're in the end game. Reginald is a beast at this point. Well, I try. I'm like I'm I'm level nine. I'm half beast. He's slathering at the mouth as he deflects blow after blow. Right. All right. So I'm going in with the I'm going in with the mace again. It is a twenty-six to hit. Will will that will that do it? A, tw- a twenty-six will hit just a little bit. So just that's uh, that's twelve plus seven damage. Um, no, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. That's ten plus six damage, so sixteen. Okay, so I'm gonna roll that um that saving throw real quick. Yes. Uh, he rolled a 14 for the saving throw, which means instead of just killing him and knocking his head clean off, so the last blow you do is you swing this giant thigh bone and collide with the head of the white, which has not touched any of you, as all of you have been masters of combat. You knock his head clean off his body, and as his body falls limp to the ground, the thigh bone flashes in the darkness, and after the flash, there's nothing left of him. Only dust as it lands to the floor. I want to pause briefly and look at the, look at where he where the white was, and then look at the thigh bone mace. Mm-hmm. I turn my entire body around to Dermon, and with tiny little tears at the corner of my eyes, <laughs> say, "Thank you." <laughs> You're quite welcome. But before anything else happens, Keith, wasn't there something about hitting something twice? With that, with the, specifically not in the maze of disruption, it was specifically Saint Markovius Thighbone. There was something about that. You're absolutely right. Good call. What kind of, what kind of thing we got? 
we've got to remember that it wasn't a good thing. It was not a good thing. It was not a good thing. Oh, it no. was a good thing. <laughs> and oh, I couldn't tell you about no. it because I don't know. There might be a chance it no longer exists. <laughs> There's a bad thing? Yeah, if yeah. you twice in a row, it disappears sometimes. Oh. It may or may not crumble into dust. But right. then it'll reappear, right? We'll Maybe see. in like my other hand. Um, Maybe in the afterlife. The essence of... Wait, does it, is it in the description of the... If it scores one or more of its hits against a vampire or vampire spawn in a... No, you're good. Okay. You're good. Wait, wait, wait. I, I need this information, DM. Give, give me some info here. You don't know it. You don't know that. Uh, okay. I said it the first time, and I shouldn't have said it. I just am supposed to remember it, but I'm a bad DM at times. Uh, Maybe I'm not bad. Maybe I'm just stressed out. Like we said, Dermon made the Arcana check. He might be able to get that from it. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Well, Dermon, anyway. Dermon, you know that there is a danger in using this weapon because of your Arcana check. You know that there is a danger in using this weapon too much against vampires. That it, it might not be able to withstand too much combat against vampires. You know this. Okay, so I'm going to say that. Okay, Reggie. Um, I'm thrilled. I'm happy for you. I'm glad that this gift I gave you is something you enjoy. You seem to obviously uh, be quite fond of it and a, a quite uh, capable when using it. But I would caution you. I'm not entirely certain of the details, but I don't think you should use it to its full effect against vampires. Or It, it seems... It seems like a bad idea. Right. It's probably not sporting. Well, well, um, you could look at it that way, but also it's a thigh bone. It seems rather fragile. Um, Well, I just advise caution when using it. You don't want to lose it. Right. Okay. Uh, Now, that that makes sense. It's not not a, a finely crafted weapon. It's a... Right. No, it's just, oh, right, I got this. Just I got some this. ladies or dudes, mans. I'm not uncertain. It's just some leg we found in a dungeon. Right. It glows. <laughs> I want a t-shirt that's with a giant, a giant femur bone on it, a bejeweled femur bone that just says in quotes, "It wouldn't be sporting." <laughs> I want that t-shirt so bad. <laughs> I want that oil painting. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> It took, I was holding. I've I've got chats about my face because I was trying to hold back the laughs when you said it wouldn't be sporting. <laughs> uh, you know, what, have some inspiration for that little joke. Hey. Also, Venus, take some inspiration for remembering that. Nice. I a little bit forgot. inspiring. Would you guys like to see a picture of a dungeon master who just remembered he can give inspiration? If you'd like to, yes. Twitch uh, TV slash Tank Media Games at this very moment. You know you want to see it. Yeah. So I, at that very moment, I'm elated. I have, I have new newfound knowledge smacked down upon me that I shouldn't beat something with my bedazzled bone. And I want to turn around to explain it to Jericho. Jer- hey. Hey, Dermon, wasn't Jericho just here? Um, well, yes, he was, but that white seemed to, uh, to have taken his place. Um, is it? Is it? We're still in combat, I assume. Uh, yeah, let's call it still in combat because okay. of... Um, is it my turn or is it still Reggie's turn? 
Uh, I would say it's still registered unless he moves. Okay. Um, that's it. I only used the the one attack, but I think that was all we needed. Um, I just want to turn back towards towards Derman, like full on full body, turn around, hand on each of his shoulders. Wait. Where's Jericho? Do you see where he went? Uh, I I kind of like brush off his his hands and like kind of turn him with me as I start to walk forward. Well, um, he was here and then he wasn't. Did I? I mean, like Derman wasn't like just staring at his feet. Like he was kind of paying attention to what was happening. So would you say that he saw like what happened to Jericho? That he like swooped. Yeah, it looks like he swooped and traded places with a white. Okay. Um, it doesn't look like he turned into a white, which nobody considered that possibility, and the OG guy just murdered him very quickly. <laughs> In Reginald's mind, like I, I kind of saw this as being like the white showed up between where we were. Mm. No, yeah, so it it directly in the same spot. Yeah, it was the old switcher route. Real quick, I'm gonna go take Mia downstairs if you guys want to like tell a joke or something. I'll be back in five seconds. Oh, it's going to be like the best joke ever. So this horse walks into a bar. He did not. And the barkeep says, why the long face? And the horse just neighs and starts kicking tables around because he's a horse. Okay, so I've got two thoughts on this room that I'm in right now with 15 caskets. Is the first death? Yeah, number one. Keith asked me many times if I was sure I wanted to open the casket, so I assume something bad is inside. Yeah. But at the same time, I really want to open the caskets. Dang it, Keith is right. back. It's I'm another back. red. Okay, is, let's go to Jericho. Oh, you missed oh, such yeah, a good joke. Oh, oh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Nerman. Um, I would like to roll investigation around where he disappeared. Just like to see if I could see anything, because like Derman's aware of traps and stuff, so he's, he's yeah. hoping that you know there's something like maybe there's a way he could he could get to where he is if he triggers the trap again. Roll investigation. Okay, let me roll that up. Uh, that is a twenty-six. Um, an investigation reveals no physical traps. You deduce that it must have been magic. Dang. Dang old. Is that my action? Is that, are we counting that as an action? I think, yeah, let's probably count that as an action. That probably took you a second. Okay. Then that is all. All right, Jericho. We're back in the dark, the deep, dank pit. Does the armor have any ideas? <laughs> the armor oh. clinks its finger against its chin. He has done that before. There's a precedent. All right. So I'm going to stand directly below that hole in the ceiling. Ooh, you know what I should have mentioned to you last time? Should have. Um, no, I don't, because you didn't mention it. <laughs> um, that It looks like in that shaft, there are stones protruding from the shaft at regular intervals. As if maybe if you'd like to climb, it would be they would be good for footholds. It but they do look feet. quite slippery. You said it's do 10 I? feet in the air, correct? Um, no, the, the shaft is 10 by 10 wide. Oh. Okay, so am I just in, like, a really tall room? You're at the bottom of 
a tall room at the so imagine like uh imagine at you're in a rectangular kind of misshapen room at the south end of that room on the wall there are rocks protruding out and when you look up you can see that though there's a shaft that goes up along that wall okay do i see a terminus for those rock protrusions do they appear to go to a hole Generally, it looks like possibly maybe 40 or so feet up that they come to an end. And the there's a roof up there, like a, a, a top. You would only be able to go that high. How much hemp and rope do we start with? 50. Mm, boy. Well, given those 10 extra feet, I'm going to take out my 50 feet of hemp and rope, take it right up to that wall, and cast rope trick. All right. Wait, you don't even need your rope for that, do you? Why? Does it work upon a rope, an actual physical rope, or yeah, is you it have a to cast it on a rope? Ah, it only goes up as high as the rope is long. Oh, oh it's cool. always been my dream for us to actually have rope trick used in a stream. Can I tie a knot in it as a bonus action before I cast rope trick? Sure, Bryce. Cool. Go ahead uh, and tie that knot. <laughs> I don't suppose the rope can pull me up. (laughs) No, I'm. You have to have a. I think there. You'll have to have a check to get up there. Okay. Um. A strength check. Then yeah, I'm going to tie a little loop in it, sort of ten feet below the top, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like when I get to the top, I can use it as a foothold and kind of cross over to the thing without going all the way up into the space provided right. by a rope trick. For those of us who um, maybe have never heard of rope trick before, indulge me. Indulging. Um, rope trick, rope trick, rope trick, rope trick. You touch a length of rope that is up to 60 feet long. One end of the rope then rises into the air until the whole rope hangs perpendicular to the ground. At the upper end of the rope, an invisible entrance opens to an extra-dimensional space that lasts until the spell ends, which is one hour. The extra-dimensional space can be reached by climbing to the top of the rope. The space can hold as many as eight medium or smaller creatures. The rope can be pulled into the space, making the rope disappear from view outside the space. Attacks and spells can't cross through the entrance into or out of the extra-dimensional space, but those inside can see out of it as though it were a three-foot by five-foot window centered on the rope. Anything else inside the extra-dimensional space drops out when the spell ends. Cool. I did not mean to say else. Anything in the space drops out when the spell ends. Gotcha. I tried to give visual cues to those watching. Again, you guys are missing out. I saw the dropping motions. Okay, gotcha. So, uh, roll a str- you're trying to climb up? Um, yes. That would have been your action, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, to cast that? Then I will stand there and look at my handiwork. Gotcha. Admiring. Um, you, we may be out of combat in a second. We'll see. Um, depending upon what you guys do. Um, so, let's go back to uh, Reginald. It is your turn. Okay. I... Okay, Dermon was investigating for traps and everything. Um, hey, did you did you find something? Um, no, sadly not. I think if anything, this is magical in nature, not something physical, and we might not be able to reproduce its effects. Where, 
what if he's just hiding around the corner? Hold on, hold on one second. I want to actually turn the corner and walk down them little stairs. Okay. Um, if you're going to turn to the left, I need to read what happens, if anything. Like at this point, I could see Reginald is like, he don't know no magic, so he's just trying to do what he can do, which is basically just look around. Okay. Ahead, uh, yo. I was about to say, will you allow me enough meta to know if I'm on this floor? Or do I just have no idea? You have no idea. Okay. I'm sorry. That might be, I just feel like that might be a little much to give you. All right. Um, if only <clears throat> I had the depth rock from the other campaign. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Wow. Perfect. Yes, Bryce, we've been going through 21 episodes, three hours of peace, all for you to realize that that rock may or may not be useful to you in our other campaign. You'll have to. We're you'll going have to, to find watch. a use. If we got to get out shovels, we're going to find a use. Know exactly what floor of this castle I'm on. <laughs> you'll have to listen to season one of Dungeon Boys to uh, understand all that jokes. Anyway, when you look to the left towards uh, area 86, you see a heavy portcullis stands closed in the archway leading down uh, some stairs. Mm-hmm. So you are blocked. You see that dotted line there, right? Blocked by a large portcullis. That room is closed off. Guard it. Can I roll a investigation or what have you to see if I can find a way of opening this door? Of course. In in Reginald's mind, like this is the last place that he remembers. Jericho said, "Hey, let's go this way." Mm-hmm. I'm going to go pee real quick, but I can hear everything y'all do because I got the Bluetooth headphones in. Should I investigate or precept? Uh, I think you should investigate. Okay. That is a 17 plus a nothing. A 17 reveals that when you grab onto this portcullis, you can see down, having dark vision, you can see down into this room. It looks like these these black marble steps descend into a dark tomb that has a vaulted ceiling. Um... It seems as though as you touch the portcullis, the essence of evil permeates the very air. And you can almost smell the smell of freshly turned earth down there. Uh, but as you grab onto the portcullis and you you know think, well, maybe can, can I lift it? Is there a trick? Uh, you pull on a little bit and it's extremely heavy, but it feels as like it might budge. Ooh. Little bit of a strength check, or do I need to wait? Like, was the investigation uh, my action? We'll call the investigation your action for now, just to keep us all in the same timeline. Okay. Well, in that case, I want to point down the stairway and rattle the uh, the portcullis a little bit. Hey, right, what if what if he went down here, Dermot? Dermot, do you think he went down here? Um, I I don't think so. I don't know how likely that is, but I mean, I think it would certainly be better than. You know what? Whatever may have happened to him. Right, 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 right. I'm just Reginald's just trying to be uh, rational in an irrational situation. So. Gotcha. I'm back. All right, Dermot. It's, unless Reginald, do you have anything else you want to do? It's Dermot's turn. That's about all I got on this one. I'm just uh, doing what I can with what I got. Okay. I want to walk like since uh reginald went left i'm gonna go right and i want to walk around to around crypt what is that 38 36 yeah 38 
You want to walk around it and do what now? I just I want to walk just to the right and like look kind of like how uh, what Reggie's doing with the portcullis. I just want to like look right and see if like step a few feet, see if I see anything. Okay. Uh, yeah, looking right. Like if you're looking down this the wall that you're currently would be to your left if you're looking the same way as you were when you were fighting. Uh, if you turn around and look backwards, you don't you know see any signs of movement or anything. And if you make a left and go and look around to the left of that other crypt, you also don't see any any sort of movement. All quiet on the eastern front, it looks like. Hmm. Very good. Um, then I'm gonna step back to Reginald and. Well, I, I have no idea where he could be. But I may know something that could help. Yes? Something? We'll see. Possibly? Well, it's for a good cause, I suppose. Um, I'm going to cast this spell. Locate Creature. Hey! Uh, describe or name a creature that is familiar to you. You sense the direction to the creature's location as long as that creature is in it is within 1,000 feet of you. If the creature is moving, you know the direction of its movement. The spell can locate a specific creature known to you or the nearest creature of a specific kind. Um, uh, if the creature you describe named a different form... Uh, the spell can't locate a creature if running water at least 10 feet wide blocks a direct path between you and the creature. So it's an action, so I'm going to uh, cast it up, and I'm going to describe Jericho, and I'm going to name him Jericho Moldrinker, and uh, what's, what What do I feel, if anything? Okay. No, in our luck, you'll find the next most similar creature to him. It's just a crocodile. <laughs> There's something, yeah. Alright, so I'm gonna le or maybe I'm gonna refresh the page or something. Cause this thing this thing is all jacked up for me. What are you refreshing? I'm re refreshing the uh the drawing page, but I think we're good now. D Derman, if you're looking at the page you detect that Jericho is 40 feet below. I mean, you don't know it's Crypt 14 out of memory, but if you were to walk towards where Jericho is, you would believe that Jericho would be 30 feet or 40 feet below Crypt 14. Uh, okay. I call Great out. Great move, by the way. Great move. Thanks, buddy. I call out to Reginald. That's his name. Um, and I say over there, and I, I take off that way, running whatever movement speed I have, and then which I way leave. do you go? Um, well, I've you were standing beside him, so would you have been passed through thirty-seven and thirty-eight? Well, yeah, but I've already passed through there. Oh, you came back through that way? Yeah, I, that's what I was saying. I did. I went from being in that first blue one. I went forward into the square with the portcullis and took a right. Oh, I didn't know that's what you meant. Oh, let's let's retcon. This will actually be more entertaining, I think, because that's not what I was picturing, and I should have done something to you earlier. And because I didn't, I just like the way this has turned out better. Would you be willing to say that you did not pass through that area yet? Absolutely. All right, you go. You say he's this way, and you go sprinting off. And as you pass through that area, you're replaced by another white. 
Where uh, where do I end up? Uh, you, I will tell you in just a brief moment. I'm so, alone. Init- let's do initiative order. Uh, is still so it's still your turn, Dermon. Um, real quick, let's take care of where Reginald is. So Reginald, you're standing right here. You're watching Dermon run off. Dermon, you disappear out of sight again with a dim flash of light and replacing Dermon is another white Reginald standing directly before you, staring you right in the eye. The armor is also with Reginald. Yes, the the armor remains with you. And the armor is smart enough to know that you're its buddy, and it will attack things that attack you. Nice. Um, so, German, for the armor's turn, just remember to make sure it attacks. So, I okay. guess that would uh, be now. Okay. Um, I will say that the um, locate creature thing lasts for an hour. Perfect. So, actually, let's deal with the rest of your turn. Real quick. I'm going to read the same thing so everybody gets the same vibes that we had a minute ago. A flash of light explodes around you, Dermon, and then you are plunged into absolute darkness, suddenly lying in a confined space and choked with dust. Your arms can feel a, a barrier around you, your feet below you, your head above you, your head is turned, your ears are being pricked by, by splintery wood. Above you is a barrier, below you you lay on something. You are in a dusty, confined space. And now it's the armor's turn. Okay. I'm going to take a turn for the armor, and then I'm going to uh, go pee. Okay. Uh, so he's going to run up to this bad boy and give him the old uh, one-two punch to the to the face. All right. Uh, will a twenty-one hit? A twenty-one will hit. That is six damage. Nice, six damage. Cool. Uh, will a twenty-two hit? A 22 will hit. That is three damage. All right. So a one-two punch. He punches the first time in the face of the white, this time not removing any teeth. The white turns back ahead of him, his eyes red, his hair again gray, his armor studded in leather and dry and cracked, and it stares him down as the armor gives him another uppercut into the gut, and the the white barely moves as it stares ahead uh, at its next possible victim. Jericho. It is your turn, but before you begin to climb your rope, you hear a doop from in somewhere in the room. I, um, I look around. Do I need the perception check, or can I just... Uh, as you look around, the room looks the same as it did. Okay. Just a very, a very light doop sound. What do I need to roll to recognize the sound? Does it sound like the sound of something beating on oh, yeah. the inside of the casket? Or? Yeah, roll, roll a roll perception check for me, though. Yeah. That's a 7 plus 8 is 15. A 15. You detect that the noise uh, sounds like there is movement inside the casket next to the one you got out of. Okay. It does not uh, sound particularly Dermon-like or particularly anything else like, just movement. Could have been a rat. Um, all right, I'm going to grab the bottom of the rope and, uh, I have an extra 10 feet of it cause it's only, it only, uh, 
Well, no, I guess it went all the way up. But no, the roof stopped at 40 feet. I'm going to grab the, the bottom 10 feet of the rope, the very end of it. I'm going to put it in my teeth and then climb the rope so that the bottom comes up with me. Oh, nice. That's a cool move. And I just mm-hmm. want to go all the way up to the loop. Can I use the uh, wall where those footholds are and get some assistance in climbing yeah, this rope? Yeah, get some advantage. Roll, roll a strength check for me with advantage. That's a seven. Cool. With advantage? Yep. I have no modifier for strength. Mm. Uh, it's very difficult. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for the uh, resubscription, Saucy the Weep. I appreciate that. Four whole months. You're almost at a, a whole year. Awesome. Thank you so much. We really, we really do appreciate that. Thank you, Saucy. We love you. We love you, Saucy. Um, which is a shame you would do it at such a moment where Jericho would fail his check to climb up the rope uh, to get to the top of this this area. So the, the, the rocks that you're trying to put your feet on are very slippery and you kick your feet off of them and you just can't quite get a good grip, um, to climb up there. And you find yourself still at the bottom of the rope at the end of a couple seconds of tries. All right. Um, unless you're going to move, use movement speed. Now it will be the white's turn. Yep. I'm going to just keep admiring that rope. All right. Quality rope. Reggie, we got a long sword coming at you. Yeah? Is it the going white, to? The white raises its blade. This time it rolls a 19 to hit. No, my good sir. Dang. Mm-hmm. You're able to you're able to this time raise the thigh bone and swat the blade away. Nice. He's got Ting. two attacks. Has he got two attacks or has he just got the sorry, one? Sorry, guys. I had another uh, subscription during the during the stream. Thank you so much, Soviet Onion Bro. I appreciate it. These are the kinds of things you miss on podcast listening. But thank you so much, Soviet Onion Bro. You are creative enough for this game. You could play it. But thank you so much for that subscription. We, we again, the Dungeon Boys and I definitely appreciate your, uh, your financial support for sure. Really appreciate it. Soviet Onion, why not the proud turnip? <laughs> oh gosh! Mm. Uh, in Soviet Russia, I guess you make onion cry. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Soviet. Thank you, man. Um, I missed a lot. What'd you say? What'd you guys say? Does it not have dose attackos? It does have dose attacks. It's going to try to drain your life, Reginald. It's going to try again. This That's time, it rolls, all 20, I- it rolls a twenty-two. Yeah. Okay, so I you're going to take some ne- some necrotic damage. I'll let him take it. All right, I got to go get the dumb dog again in a second. All right. Um you're going to take uh 7 necrotic damage. Bring it and you on. must roll a a constitution saving throw. Okay. Seven of the damages and a constitution saving throw. That is an 11. You sadly fail. Mm. And the necrotic damage that you take 
uh, it it's it reaches out and grabs a hold of your 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 chest, and you can feel the necrotic damage begin to rot your flesh away, and it hurts, and it's extreme pain, and you're actually your hit point maximum is reduced by the seven damage you took. So your hit point maximum is now seven less than it used to be. Wow. Okay. You'll regain that at the end of a long rest. All right, again, tell a joke. I got to go get my fat pig and bring her upstairs because she's making noise and ruining things. Guard it. Thank you again, chat. We love you. So the fat pig is actually a dog. Yes, right. it is a bulldog, which is basically a fat pig. Yeah, well, pretty much. I still refer to her as the log dog. Yeah. Zenos, are you there? Yeah, I'm still here. Me brother, you've disappeared on me. Why yeah, do you do this? Well, um, I was hoping it would take me to the same place as German, uh, as uh, Jericho, but, you know. It did take you to the same place as German. <laughs> you in a um, hole. I mean, it did, so. Okay, sorry, guys. Are you not in the same place as me? I don't know. I didn't listen to the description of where it took you, because I try and ignore stuff like that. And I don't know if you actually told me where you went, either. Um, well, I told, I said, I, I told you it's over this way or something like that. And then I started mm-hmm. running off. So you don't know specifically, you know, it's in the direction I disappeared in. Right. Exactly. Okay. Okay. We can work with that. Welcome home. Welcome home. We see you back at the camera. Okay. Yeah, I'm back. Um, so it is now, uh, your turn, Reginald. Nice. Um, this dude just showed up out of nowhere, was talking to my Dermon, and this guy just showed up and tried to stab me, and he starts rotting my chest. Yep. I want to just, I'm, you know what? You know, I'm just yelling at this guy, you give me back my Dermon! <laughs> okay. And I'm grabbing the mace. I know it's a fragile thing, but the stops is coming out. Mace it up. All right. That's a 26 to attack. That'll hit. With Sounds a, like you, you really maced, maced your move. Right. A 9 plus 4, so a 13 damage. Okay. And a 16 to attack. All right, that'll hit as well. With a, a 9 plus a 5 damage, so a 14 damage. Okay. So swipe, swipe, bash, bash. And we're going to roll a wisdom saving throw. Mm. It actually succeeds on this DC 15, right? Wow. I think you rolled a 17. Yep, DC 15. Yep, roll a 7. No, 19 wisdom. Um, did it roll it so twice? Did, no, he rolled it once. Ah, but it's two attacks. But only one of them was below the certain threshold. Ah, okay. That makes sense. Yep, yep. Cool. So now I'm just, I'm standing my ground and I am, I got the old eye twitch going on. I'm ready for attack and wondering where my buddies have disappeared to. Nice. The white does its best to try to lift its blade to block your mace, but your strength just pushes the blade back down as you mace through it two times, you know, smacking bone and flesh off of this, off of this white before you, uh, Dermot, it is your turn. You're in the box. Okay. First, where uh, where do I sense that Jericho is? You sense that Jericho is not 20 feet away from you, 
um above your like your head so you're laying flat on your back um he's behind your head okay sounds good um so since everybody since we know where Derman is you are 40 feet below the floor there that makes sense yep okay well um I guess I want to see. Uh, I will try and get my way out of here. So I'll roll roll the old strength. Okay. Will seven do it? A seven will just barely remove the lid of this coffin. Dope. So you push the lid off, and it you pull you pull it up, and then you're able to slide the lid off. And as the lid falls, it crashes into a sea of bones at your feet. You lean up and again, you look around you and you're in a room full of 15 coffins. One of them is open. Uh, As you lift your head up and look, turn around, you look to the floor. The floor below you is covered in human bones and rusty swords. And behind you is Jericho holding on onto a rope that is hanging from the ceiling. I want to imagine I'm just off the ground, like kicking my legs, trying to shoot me <laughs> up this rope. Got the other end of the rope in your teeth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it's very huh. slippery. Um, well, this is certainly spooky. What are you Ooh. doing down here, Molly? Derman, you scared the crap out of me. I hope not literally. Um, do you mind if I climb aboard that rope? Um, yeah, sure. What, what's going on wherever we're not? What what happened after I disappeared? Well, uh, an undead showed up and, uh, Reginald killed it. And then we look, we went looking for you. And, um, I suppose the same thing that happened to you happened to me. But now, uh, we must get back to Reggie. I will say we are probably still in the same area all right same area as the as castle or... yes not too so much farther from where we were before uh before you left before you disappeared is up the right direction because it's about all we got uh yes so i i've got my 40 feet of movement so i'm gonna i'm gonna use my tabaxi trait and just straight up the ladder and the wall and i've got 80 feet of movement so as far up as that gets me that's where i want to be gotcha you you have over jericho (laughs) yeah you have a climbing speed right uh yes uh let me see if it's different than my um Climbing speed of 20 feet, so the climbing speed would be, I guess, 40 feet if it's doubled. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so you successfully, with the aid of a rope and your ability to climb, you're able to um, climb up and just move up that rope to the top. Um, and that'll since your action was to uh, get out of the coffin, I'll give, you, I'll give you the leeway on the movement to get to Jericho and then go up. So you do, he, he hands you the rope, I assume, and you, you climb up to the top. Uh, yeah. But that'll be the end of your turn. Mm, sounds good. So, uh, Dermon, I'll, I'll just give it another shot. It's my turn now, right? Not yet. We yeah. got armor to do. Oh, armor's turn, yeah. Um, Meanwhile, back in the crypt, 
<laughs> you sounded exactly like the Clone Wars guy to me. Yeah. I should start announcing the Scrubbing Bubbles commercials then. Net 20! Yeah! Nice! First one oh, please be seven. enough damage. I'm ready, to, I'm ready to describe this like I've never described before. Um, Eight damage. Didn't that say nine? <laughs> it said nine because I'm the DM and that's how things go. There's no point in wasting our time with the one one measly damage. Uh, there's no way he's killing Reginald. And act like it had eight damage to go. <laughs> I could, but it's more fun to reveal behind the curtain sometimes. Don't you call me out, boy. It's been a long campaign. I made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> um, I have your world here. <laughs> So the the armor runs at the white, upset that its master is gone. It runs and jumps and lands on the white and pushes it to the ground. And with its knees its knees straddling the side of the white as the white lands on the ground, it pulls back one fist and punches directly through the white's head. The white's head exploding all over the ground. And in addition to the the rotted brains and flesh and bone, they get pressed into the guano covered floor. Out of the face of the armor sloshes a, a a litany of sausage and turkey and ham juice as well as wet vegetables and all the other food that was hidden inside the armor earlier as if it's vomiting lukewarm food all over its kill. That's just it's like describing the worst guacamole ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was disgusting. Oh, <laughs> this, man. The armor immediately stands up takes the back of its palm and wipes its where its mouth would be. <laughs> Oof. Are we out of combat now? Um, ye- Let's stay in combat just to see how the timing goes and depends on what you do for the next few seconds. Um, Whether we stay, whether we go back to combat or not. Alright. It is now Jericho's turn. So, uh, Dermon, you said when I disappeared, I was replaced with the undead of some sort? Uh, yes. yes and you were. imagine the same thing happened to you? Uh, probably. Do you think they just pull the old switcheroo on us and these other coffins are filled with the same undead we've been replaced with? You know, um, that would make sense. So, uh... Should probably get out of here, huh? Probably so, yes. All right. Could you, uh, I don't know, give the top of that rope a little, a little tug to help me out? I don't know. I'm. It's giving me trouble. But, uh, can I roll again? Yeah, uh, absolutely. So trying to use the wall and the watch. I, I will help him. I reach out and like grab the rope and and try to help him up. Just try, just try and keep it steady for me. You know, you can fly. You can turn into a bird. Oh, yeah. But I can, I can only do that once. What if I need to <laughs> leave you behind? <laughs> well, good luck with that. First, I'm very That's fast. You succeed. You're both now at the top of the rope. But anyway, we should get back to Reggie. You guys both roll a perception check for me. Okay. 18. One moment, please. Do they smell sausage and gravy and jerky and... Uh, 22. You both, whenever you're uh, 
holding on to the rope, looking ahead of you, you see the outline in the wall where you're looking forward. You see the outline of the, the same shape as all the crypt doors that you've seen before. Sweet. Well, I'd say that must be the one. Um, hey, you want to you wanna chuck a couple alchemist fires down there? We got a shitload of them. Well, that is true. <laughs> you know what? Trapped in a flaming wooden box. Why the undead not? Freaks. <laughs> All right, if we're still in combat, I can only ready a bottle. True. The door is also not open before you, by the way. Okay. So maybe don't set it off yet. All right, Jericho, it is... uh, I mean, Reginald, it's your turn. Seeing all this stuff that just happened, like, my body is... Like, my chest area is still sizzling a little bit from the damage. Mm -hmm. And I just saw all the... All the fury of that attack from the armor. I just want to put one hand on on this armor's back. Hey there, buddy. You, you all right? <laughs> he turns around towards you with zombie flesh and sloshed meat juice all over his face. And he turns around towards you with your hand on his shoulder and he brings a single thumbs up covered in blood and viscera. <laughs> he turns big back smile, forward. Big smile from Reggie. Yeah, <laughs> we've all been there before. <laughs> hey. Where's our Dermot and and our Jericho at? You seen them around here? The armor uh points at the floor where the white came from. Mm. Right, right. Well, um, that tells me a lot. All right, so Reginald's just gonna get up and start. Walking around. I'm going to walk out in towards like the center of the room area. Like I'm walking past 32 and 26 and all that kind of headed that way. Okay. So by the time you move around, you've, you've gotten all the way over here. Um, and the armor follows behind you and you guys are out of combat now. So you're down, you're, you're now over there towards the center of the, uh, of where all the crypts are. And unbeknownst to you, you're looking directly, you know, about 50, 60 feet away from the crypt that Jericho and Derman may be about to come out of. So Jerick, let's cut back to Jericho and Derman uh, and see what's going on in there. You're out of combat. So, how do you want to do this? Well, I don't want to be caught in a bunch of fumes if we can't get the door open, so let's try and get the door open first. If I had to make a guess, I'm assuming it's going to open back up to where we were before we disappeared. Uh, Yes, I would say so. Let me give you a hand. All right. Roll. Yeah, let, let, let's try it this way first. Um, do you have any strength modifier? I do not. Okay, me neither. Cool. I soaked it all up. Let's all with it. advantage, you're both trying to press on this thing. <coughs> that's a 13, and that's a 6. Mm. Your, you guys swing swing twice against the door. And it budges a little bit, but it doesn't quite open. Keith, can we possibly have a cinematic moment here? Uh, I want to run this past you. If me and Derman 
use dexterity instead by getting a running start and like jump kicking the door from the inside can we kick it out <laughs> i assume that's how i was going to describe you opening it opening it i figured you guys were are you guys inside the demi plane no what are you i mean otherwise you're hanging from a rope you said what? there was a ledge when did i say a ledge you said there was an opening at the top of the stairs no not there's no st- there were just rock handholds and right. So imagine you're just like in a, you're in a chimney right now. I'm sorry if I said ledge. I didn't mean to say a ledge. You're 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 hanging on a rope at the top of a chimney right now, looking at a door at the the top of a chimney wall. There's no ledge for you to stand on right now. You're both hanging from a rope. I thought we were all clear on that. My bad. You said across the room there was a door that looked like the one on the crypts. I thought we were like we made it to the top and there was like a length of hallway leading up to a door. No, huh? So just to see I, I on the map there. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. I I'm I must have misspoke. Okay. Many apologies. You're you guys are currently. So what I was ju- what I was just picturing is you guys, the two of you, hanging on a rope underneath rope trick together, swinging together towards this door to kick it out. Okay. Then never mind. We didn't do it. We were. But lied. it did budge. Okay. Did Reginald hear it? Let's say let's say, let's just give Derman a try. Like let's let's roll, Der, Derman, you roll, see, roll with advantage, and see if you, you like do it on your attempts. Uh, Seventeen. So after so you roll twice, the two of you swing together, trying to kick the door open, and then, knowing that it budged, you do it one more time. You swing backwards, pushing off against the door that you're trying to kick open, giving yourself a little bit of extra movement, just barely. Your heads touch the ceiling of the chimney, the chimney that you're in the top of. You swing down, all four of your feet colliding with the door. You let go of the rope, and each of you come sliding out of the this crypt with your feet on the door, sliding like two men on a surfboard, ten feet into the hallway in front of you. Well, that was an adventure. <laughs> I think I got a little bit of road rash on the back of my head with that. Mm. Yes. Roll to Jackie Chan. Did we <laughs> did we slide on the door? Yeah, you slid on the door. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's good because otherwise it would have been gross. Yeah, I thought we slid. <laughs> I thought we slid like off the door and into the guano and slid <laughs> ten feet through it. No, the, the door is sliding on the guano. Okay. Cool. And ahead of you, in the darkness, you see Reginald in the armor looking directly at you. Well, hello, boys. Hey, where you two been? In that crypt. In a hole. What crypt? What hole? Um, I suppose where all the undead came from that you were fighting. Right, right, right. But look, did you have a nice little break? Yeah. Are you ready to get back to this now? I kind of want to throw a couple fire bottles at the ones that are still down there. Yeah. Wait, there's still more. More than likely. Come on, it won't take but a second. Oh, oh, all right, all right. I wanna, I wanna pull two bottles out of my pack and like hold them over the thing, one in each hand, and just kind of wait for um, Jericho. Right. Okay. I'm also gonna take two out. 
All right, you guys walk back over to the thing. Is there any ceremony involved, or are you just guys tossing them down the hole? Um, I think we should try to get as much coverage as possible. So I will aim for the far side if you want to aim for the close one. <laughs> All right, that works. I can imagine the armor and Reggie are just kind of standing back a little bit, just like, just give them their moment. Just so give them their moment. This is like a circle below us, right? And no, that's what I was about to tell you. So maybe I struggled in describing this a little bit earlier. You said Go the pointed towards me. Or look something. beneath. Look beneath the picture. You guys awoke in a room that looked like this. The shaft that you climbed up was back here. There are, you know, 15 coffins uh, in this room. Okay. You follow? Yeah. So we So you guys do... you guys will be dropping fireballs like into the north end of this room. Gotcha. Okay. Don't don't seem like nobody's gonna be going out the south end though, so Yeah. Given what we now see, Demon, do you still <laughs> wanna do this? <laughs> um maybe just one apiece. Yeah, alright. It'll still be fun. <laughs> I'll take the left. I'll take the right. Three two Bombs away. Now drop it. All right, you guys drop your two fireballs and the firebombs. They both explode on the ground. Uh, bones are shot everywhere. You can hear the sounds of bones jamming into the wall. Uh, the two coffins that you can see at the bottom of the shaft are immediately erupt in flames. And when that happens, uh, you can see that the contents of those of those coffins are just burned to a crisp absolutely nothing left of them and around those coffins you can see all the bones underneath the pedestals the coffins are sitting on all all of the bones around them begin to form together into skeletons they they begin to form together and stand up out of the sea of bones and swords and so you see seven skeletons stand up around those pedestals and look up towards you and begin swinging their swords in the air at you. Uh, the fire, of course, pushes away from them. These skeletons are now very hot and uh, par parts of them are melting down because the alchemist, alchemist fire is so hot. You can see the fire begin to catch towards the back of the room against the coffins and the skeletons. And soon down there, there is smoke billowing out of the out of the door. You can hardly see for all the flame in the bottom, but there is smoke coming out of the door, and it seems as though it might be agitating the bats above you. Oh, we should leave now, probably. Yeah, um, we never exploded one of those before, but when we found them in that uh, carriage, if they had all gone off, I don't think we'd need to kill Strahd. I think he'd be gone already. So seeing all this, Reginald looks down to that that little uh, satchel, the little bag that um, the lady in town made for him that contains eight of them, mm -hmm. with new respect. Nice. The armor moves across the room and grabs the door that's laying on the ground and tips it up and begins to push it towards the open door where Jericho and Der Derman are standing. That's a good idea. I go and help him. Okay. Get out of the way. 
you guys successfully lodge the stone door back into the opening where it used to be, and the smoke ceases coming out, and you can uh, the bats above you begin to calm down a little bit. No, it was interesting. Can I take a couple seconds to stick uh, like five of my crossbow bolts into my bag of coldness? Of course you may. Cool. I do that. All right, fellas. Letting that, that mole grow around them? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I'm, I'm lost. I don't know what to do at this point. We got our uh, magic hip bone. We've got the magic symbol. I don't know what else we need. There's a few other things we haven't found. One of the uh, fortunes said something about we'll find what we seek in the castle, but I don't know if that means we're seeking Strahd or what. And then another one said something about a, a woman hanging above a roaring fire. Um, no roaring fires around here. Well, I'm we starting could to think go that, back to that pedestal in the other room with the gems and the brazier. Yeah. One thing you guys ought to remember as well is that uh, when you were talking to Rahadin, remember he mentioned Strahd's resting place last week and yeah. that he could only be destroyed in his resting place and he let you know that it was below where you current you used to be and that's uh, essentially what led you to the place you're currently in. Yeah. Well... There's only a few more rooms to check. Should we check the rest of them while we're down here? Uh, yeah. Now, before we go back what where we was, there was a gate. You know, I, I could I could budge it a bit, but it's, it's stairs what goes down. Oh, yeah. We never even checked out that one. With all the uh, teleporting underground and such, I kind of forgot. Right, right. Should we even go back there? I mean, what if it happens again? I was thinking the same. Um, we would probably die. Yeah. Reginald, be reminded that what you saw were mar- was a marble staircase that looked fancy as heck. It was fancy? I mean, you don't see black marble everywhere. That is true, especially also, not when it was discovered in guano. Remember, it reeked of pure evil. Well, mm. Reginald, how did you get over to the gate if stepping near it? would teleport you to where we were. I was just following behind where you was going. You said you was going to the gate and you stepped right to the... Do you suppose you you sprung the trap? Yeah, maybe it's a one-off type deal. So you you think it might not... uh, You think it might not spring again? You've got a broken spear to check with. Right, right. That's true. Well, that's... Makes a compelling argument. Yes, I agree. We should head that way and see if we can get that gate open. Uh, right. Okay. Let's. Yeah, might as well. Uh, let's just uh, maybe stick kind of close together then. Dermon, you want to check it out? If anything goes wrong, you're the most likely to be able to get across the room and up the wall fast enough. Uh, sure. I'll do it. Why not? So I, I I volunteer and pass over the little square. 
Alright, you guys walk over there. I assume you take the route between the two in the middle? Yes, sir. Yeah. Kind of a direct route. Gotcha. You guys pass over that way. I'm thankful you didn't pass, you know, Let's take the let's take the way in we haven't taken before. I'm grateful for that. <laughs> um, so you guys all arrive at the gate. Reginald, do you remember that the gate definitely moved whenever you pulled it, but it ex- seemed extremely heavy. It will take um, a lot of work to or a lot of of strength to get this thing open. Um, but of course, it's a very wide gate, so the four of you could all work on it if you'd like. How about one beefy boy, one set of armor, and two lanky fellows. <laughs> Yeah, I'll give you I'll give you three strength rolls, Reginald, for this one. Three strength rolls, okay. Roll not to not to not to total up, but like I'll give you three tries. I was going to say we add all these together, right? No, double double advantage that doesn't exist technically in D anD D, but I'm giving right. it to you. So I can see like definitely like Reginald's doing the whole like spit in the palms. Oh yeah, getting everything ready, getting limbered up for this thing, and. All right, let's see what we got. Fifteen. Uh, Fifteen will not do it. All right, here we go. That was just practice. That was just practice. One more time. That's an 11. Ooh, it will even more not do it. Okay, all right. Still, just, just warming up. Just warming up. I'm getting there. That's a 14. Ooh, we stink. No, you couldn't. You you weren't able to do it, but because I'm generous, and there are four of you, and Jericho and Jericho and Derman give each other a look like, man, we we feel really bad about this being the weaklings <laughs> of the team. You guys really, really put forth some effort and give it one last shot. All right, last shot. Twenty three. That is. Not enough. enough. That is enough. I instantly want to close it. That is... Now, hold on. That is enough to get the gate up. But it doesn't go up very high. And because it didn't go up very high... Derman and Jericho, because you're the weakest among the four, you guys slip through. Because, of course, you can't hold the gate by yourself. Leaving... uh, Reginald in the armor to hold up the other half. Now the four of you stand barely holding up the gate. It's 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 not it's not locking in place. It's maybe three feet off the ground. Right. It seems as though only one person is going to be able to make it underneath that thing. Because as soon as as soon as uh, either Reginald or the armor lets go, that thing is is coming down quickly. No one's going to be able to hold it for both of them. It's time to make right. a choice. Can I can I say something real quick? Yes, of course. Uh, boys with, e- with effort though. Do what? I said with effort, but you're already doing it. Yeah, but, yeah we we can't can't hold this too long. Can, is there something we could put under it? Look look at me pack. I got I got my broken blood spear. Put put wedge it up under there. Um I'm going to try and reach for the spear, and I'm also going to shove my sword up underneath it and try and prop it up. Okay. You've, this gate is, is, is real heavy. This, you, when you go to move at all, when you go to even shift your weight at all, you can feel you're, you're about to give out. Reaching for, reaching for that item is not going to pull it off. You're going to 
if you reach, if any of you let go at all, that thing's coming down. I think it's you or the armor, Reginald. We can't hold it very long. Right. All right. Let's do this. So what's my choice? Is I, I got to get under the armor holds it or? You or the armor can come under with us, I believe, is Ooh. what's going on. Correct, Keith? Uh, it's you or the armor. Yes. Okay. All right. I look over to our metallic, greasy, food-encrusted companion. Hey, you got this, right? It nods. Hold what you can. We'll be back. And I shuffle up under that door. All right. As you... Yep. (laughs) As you you shuffle under the door, you slip through and you can feel as you you let go of the door, the weight of the portcullis begins to come down. The armor gives all it has. You can hear the creaking of its metal structure as it... As it tries to hold the gate, and as soon as you roll r- roll under, it gives out. And as it was holding the portcullis, the heavy gate drops down, crushing the armor's hands underneath it. It is now Ooh. locked into place. It is not dead, but its hands are crushed underneath the portcullis, and it cannot move. Ouch. Well, that was a noble sacrifice of you, Armor, but we will, we will come back for you. We will try. I don't know if we're going anywhere. I don't see any doors in here. Well, just true. real quick, it's just hey, can, can you feel that? Uh, are your hands all right? It shakes its head. No. <laughs> I just want to reach through the the gate and like pat it on the shoulder. You, you've made a valiant sacrifice. We'll be back to get you out. Come on, fellas. We. We best hurry. Turning turning away from the gate, I want to like lick my fingers a little bit. <laughs> okay. Beans and some gravy, and I want to look around the room. Yeah, I saw right. down that way. Actually, let Bryce go first. Yeah, I'd like to make a perception check. We at the top of the stairs, or that's a twelve. Yeah, you're at, you're at the top of the stairs. All right. Black marble steps descend to a dark tomb that has a vaulted ceiling that's 30 feet overhead. The essence of evil permeates the very air. The smell of freshly turned earth is here. Settled into the dirt on the floor of this room before you is a shining black coffin of finely waxed wood. The coffin's fittings are of brilliant brass, and the lid is closed. South of the coffin, so across away from you, on the other side of the coffin, on the other side of the room, are three gloomy alcoves. An iron lever protrudes from the north wall as you well as you come down the stairs uh, to your left. There's an iron lever just as you get on the other side of that wall. Um, it protrudes from the north wall east of the tomb's entrance. Hey, uh, fellas, you think this lever here is going to open that gate for us? It's worth a shot. I don't see nothing else in here. Something kind of smells fishy about it. It, There's a lever to open it and close it from the inside. Right. But the only thing inside that could have closed it is this this coffin. Right. You don't think... uh... 
I'm, I, I, I'm I not much of a betting man myself, but I think there are unfavorable odds here. Right. So, uh, crazy idea. This is possibly maybe what we've come in here for. You're going to sit on the coffin while I flip the lever? No, no. I was was going to say it would be nice to have a little assistance on this. Uh, What if we was to position ourselves for a surprise and one of us be here at the lever? Now, somebody flip the lever... And if it pops open the box, well, that's just fine and dandy. It's what we need anyway. If it pops open the gate, that's even so much better. Yeah, that sounds good. And uh, if there is someone evil inside the box... Or something. ...and we are able to destroy it, I'm just putting this out here. Right. We close the gate behind us. Right. After the armor has entered the room with us, of course. Right. And we all, we all get a rest in. I'm tired. Right. I need to recoup my strength if we're going to go estrada hunting. It'd be nice for a quick nap, a few weeks. All right. We want to rock, paper, scissors for the uh, lever, or who wants to do it? Any volunteers? Oh, um, I, I, I can get the lever. All right. Dermon would. What do you say? Kevin, um, you and I are stealthy enough. We could definitely surprise attack anything coming out of there. Well, that's true. I will position myself at the head of the coffin if you position yourself somewhere else. Um, I'm not going to the foot... Well, this coffin is a regular coffin shape. Like, you can obviously know which end is the head and which end is the foot, Keith. Correct. Okay. And it's also not like 20 feet long? Correct. Okay. I'm not going to position myself at the foot of the coffin as there's not much vital organ to stab down at the foot of the coffin. So I'm going to kind of get the halfway point if that's all the same for you. Yep. Whatever you see fit. All right. Are we ready, boys? Yes, I got one big meaty hand on the lever. Pull the lever, Ridge. (laughs) Have y'all oh, wait? Huh? Question before the levers pulled, has anyone moved toward the coffin from the edge of the room? I rolled yeah, twenty six to stealth that way. Okay. Twenty six. That's kind of like you just float over there. I wish. <laughs> I rolled a twenty five. Okay. So, as you approach the coffin. Unkind things happen. Yay. On the eastern wall of the room, there's some there's some some fresh dirt uh, over there. On the eastern wall, rising out of the dirt as you approach the coffin, look like three dead ladies. Hmm. They look as though they are brides dressed in soiled gowns and wearing dirt-encrusted jewelry. They rise out of the dirt, angrily, ready to attack. These are obviously vampire spawn. And the, uh, the two of you sneaking 
have uh, successfully, you know, snooked. They they don't seem to see you. You've either hidden behind the coffin or used darkness to your advantage or whatever, but it's, you know, I'm not exactly sure how you pulled that off in this open room, but sure, we'll call it that. <laughs> Reginald, you are completely out in the open. They all rise up and they look at you, their eyes red with blood, their fangs hanging out of their mouth, their clothes soiled, their skin pale, their claws extending from their fingers. And they go to attack you, the three of them. Roll for initiative. Oh my. 21! I already rolled. Okay. 8 million. Uh, It's actually just 18. This is going to take like 30 seconds. I'm going to go pee while you set up combat. Okay. What did he say he rolled? 17? 21. 21. I can start hear you. I got Bluetooth headphones. Okay. 21. Dermot. I got 18. Okay. Dermon, what'd you roll? 11. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. All right. So our order will be Jettical. Reginald, Vampire 2, Vampire 1, and Dermont, Vampire 3. All right, let's zoom in on our little sheet here. We've got more combat today, folks listening. Ooh, don't cancel, don't cancel. Uh, anyone listening from home, we hope you have enjoyed yourself thus far. I certainly have enjoyed myself. Um, guess we'll picture Jericho and Dermon heading towards the coffin. We'll have Reginald over here, and then the armor will be over here. Welcome back, uh, Jericho, and then we'll have. Make those a little bit smaller. Okay. And we'll have bada bing, bada boom, and bada bing. All right, Reginald. These ladies are coming at you. Um, Let me. There is one of them wearing a... Vampire One is wearing a soiled white wedding gown and a gold tiara. And she seems to have ten gold bracelets on her hand. The other one is wearing... Vampire Two is wearing a stained and tattered red wedding gown. A black and crimson silk headscarf sewn with precious jewels. And the final one wears a faded gold wedding gown. A platinum mask shaped vaguely like a skull. And ten platinum rings set with gemstones. So there's a white one, a red one, and a gold one. The lady in the red dress lunges towards you, uh, and she comes over to try to do you harm. The first thing she's going to do is she's going to use her claws against you. Okay. Um, it rolls an eight to hit with its claws. That's nah, going to miss. 
So it uses its claws against you, but the next thing it will do is try to bite you Ooh. as it uses its claws. It's going to roll a fifteen to hit on that one. Nope. Shield bashed you to face. Yes. Holding the lever with one hand and the shield in the other, you're able to keep the the, the vampire spawn uh at bay and not be able to get you. Denied. Oh, why did I take her turn first? It's Jericho in your turn before her. Yep. Ooh, nice. Okay. Let's back up. Let's just restart. That didn't happen. You imagined that that might happen as you I prepared for battle. This might have been a surprise attack or something. Nope. You imagined that this might happen. Uh, it's one of those things like Sherlock Holmes. You were preparing how the battle would go, uh, but it may go differently. Jericho, it's your turn. Okay. Do the thing. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm a. No, I'm a. I'm gonna use my. I'm gonna use my initiative to. Um, I get uh, extra attack on my first round of combat, and I deal an extra D8 of damage. So I'm gonna use that. So I'm gonna go directly for V1. All right. Chop at her. All right, you run over there and chop at her. I assume revealing yourself to chop, right? I'm invisible, but as revealed as that makes me, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, Chop at her. Cool. With her red dress on. That's a 18 to hit. That will hit. That's uh, 14 damage. 14 damage will do it. Uh, you are able to harm her with your sword. Yeah, sure. That was number two, right? Uh, I was going for number one, but number two works just as well. It doesn't really matter. I'm just attacking one of them. You went for number one. So, gosh... Tell me the damage again. I'm sorry. I do not recall. I think it was either 14 or 15. I think it was 14. 14 damage now that I'm remembering. Okay, cool. Zombie 1 has taken 14 damage. You come and slash at her arm as she's clawing at you, clawing towards you, and you slash a hole in her arm. Slash, slash, I was, I don't know, stabbing. (laughs) I'm going to hit her again. Hit her again. That's a... Ooh, hold up. Is your weapon magical? Um, no. Okay. Your cut didn't hurt as bad as I thought. Hmm, nice. <laughs> Does that... Uh, is that apparent to me? Um, yes. As you hit her, you feel like, man, that, sh- that I hit her harder than that. Her skin should have separated more. Something's going on here. This is a magical creature I'm fighting, obviously. I see. Um, yeah. I'm going to hit her again. I, I'm kind of a one-trick pony. Okay. That was a... It's a hit. What is that? Four plus eight is twelve, so that's a twenty-two to hit. Yeah, of course. But you've you've hunted I mean you're a bounty hunter, right? Your backstory is you hunt bounties and things. Specializing in undead as yeah, my so you, uh, preferred target. Yeah, you know you know uh what tends to do the trick on these sort of magical things whenever this occurs. 
Hmm. Think I'd carry something for that. Oh well. Such as a silver <laughs> item or Yeah, I have silver bolts, but that's about it. Can't really use that up in the close quarters. Anyway, um that's six damage. Okay. Going for my extra attack. That's a nineteen to hit. That'll hit. That's seven plus five. That's twelve damage. Okay. And I will use my bonus action to back up and hide again in the darkness. Disengage, I assume? No. Um, if I attack, then I... Oh, if they, you hit, yeah. Uh, actually, I looked at it. It's not even a hit. It's just as long as I attack. All right, you sprint control. back to hide in the darkness. Yeah. Um, that's a nat 20 to hide. You were hidden. Cool. Reginald. Right, you um, Flipping that lever is a free action, by the way. Flipping the lever is free action? Yeah, you can interact with one thing in your turn without using an action. Such as a doorknob or a lever or something. I'm going to flip the lever. Throw the lever! When you pull the lever down up the stairs, you can hear the sound of decompressing metal and the portcullis raises up into the ceiling. Nice. If you could speak suit of armor, you could hear uh, cries of of pain, but also possibly relief. Nice. It's like a cornbread and sausage gurgling noise. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty gross. (laughs) Like two pieces of turkey rubbing together. All right. Um... Seeing all this, what's going down, and Dermon had told me, be careful and use the thing in emergency uses. Like, be careful with it. I'm going to go back to my old trusty axe. Okay. And would that be an action to swap out my weapons? Uh, I'm not going to be that anal about it. Sweet. Okay. I'm thinking I'll just have like a lanyard of these things around my neck. I just pick whatever. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to go for the number one over there in the corner. I think that was one. All right. You run over there to attack in the corner. The you're the lady in the white dress. It's a 27 to hit. Mm, that will definitely hit. It's a 12 damage. Uh, okay. Your axe. And, wait. Was hmm? this your magic axe? It is. It's the. It, I call it my weed whacker, but it is magical. Okay, there you go. So, um, the second attack was a twenty to hit. So this is the same one that Jericho was just attacking as well, even though it didn't look like it on the screen. He was also attacking number one. So yes. Oh, gotcha. I thought he was going for number two. No, he. I thought he said that, but he was going for number one. It's all good. I'm just going for the closest one. Um. So it was twenty twenty to attack on the second one. Did that make it? Yes. Okay, so the second attack, I'm doing 15 damage. Bang on. Rolling it up. All right, you slash two big hunks of flesh off of the vampire spawn as she screams, No! You shall not kill our husband! 
as blood drips from her teeth and her eyes leak blood as well. Yeah, no comment to that. I'm just going to let that one slide for right now. Okay. All right. I think that's it for me. All right. You're standing right there in front of a vampire spawn. Right? Yep. Yep. Just doing it. Um, Let's see. Invisible to every all these others, uh, Vampire 2, knowing that you have been harmed by something, is going to sprint over here into the other area of the room, and it's going to try to sniff you boys out. And they know it knows someone's hiding. So this person is going to try to identify if anyone's around. So I guess remember, hopefully you remember your stealth rolls from earlier. I know they were high. Uh, I got a nat 20. I remember that. Okay, so she's not going to find you. Dermon, do you remember your stealth roll from earlier at all? I got a 26. A 26. Wolf. She going to give it a shot. She's sniffing. Them some nice rolls. What's a what's a perception check anyway? Is a wisdom? Yeah. Well, she ain't got a modifier and a two ain't going to help. <laughs> <laughs> she runs over there. Where are you? <laughs> Shadow says that voice needs its own point command. I'd love to hear a compliment in that voice. Uh, that that voice probably took took a took a whole strip of skin off of the inside of my my throat. <laughs> um. Anyway, it is a uh, vampire numero uno's turn. Vampire numero uno is going to try to attack you, Reginald, again with the claws. Okay, do it. Uh, that's a horrible roll. It fails. Then it's going to try to bite you. It's going to fail again. There you go. You're it. It is unable. Okay. To lash at you or attack you. Your shield is just too much for it. Um, Dermot, it's your turn. Cool. I'm going to sneakily sneak my way over to Vampire Two and stab at her with a dagger. In the stab form, at her in the form of Green Flame Blade. Do that. So let me find that really quick. Also, hi Shadow. Hope you're doing well, buddy. Good to see you. You said green flame blade? Yeah, it's a cantrip that I got. Um, you brandish the weapon used in the spell's casting and make a melee attack with it against one creature within five feet of you. On a hit, the target suffers the weapon's attack's normal effects, and you can cause green fire to leap from the target to a different creature of your choice that you can see within five feet of it. Um... Uh, the spell's damage increases when you reach certain levels. At 5th level, the melee attack, uh, the initial attack, deals an extra 1d8 fire damage to the target, and the fire damage to the second creature increases from spellcasting modifier to 1d8 plus your spellcasting modifier. Now, there's no one nearby, so obviously that second bit of fire is not going to do any good, but that additional 1d8 is going to do pretty freaking great. Sounds good. Let yeah. it rip. So I'm still, I'm stealthied, right? You are still stealthed. It will surprise her. Excellent. So I guess roll advantage or whatever that means. Oh, good. Um, I got a 17. You will hit. Excellent. Okay, cool. So. So, sorry. Remind me what it looked, the visuals of this green flame blade. Um, basically, like, I, I um, the initial attack does, like, a little bit of fire damage to, like, green flame to the the first person and then like that on your dagger fire, 
yeah so like on the dagger like the the fire would be like it'd be like green fire and then you would stab or slice or whatever and then the fire would jump from that target to to another target within five feet okay so it's like basically multi-attack but for spellcasters perfect so though just to let you know as you do this you will be revealing your position with your green flame that's fine here in the darkness but yes you stab roll damage okay We'll say that casting the spell also makes your dagger an, a, a magical weapon. Oh, that's cool. It's green flame. I think that'd count as magical in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. So that's 27 damage. Yeet! Oh, nice. Um, seven of that is radiant. Eight of that is fire. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Is that before it jumps to like the next target or whatever? Or is that just all in one? That's all to that one. Nice. And there's no other target, so it's not gonna it's not gonna jump. Okay. So yeah, there you go. That's some okay. Swing. Cool. Yes. No. You you take your flame dagger and it lights it lights your feline face just dimly as you jam it into the belly of this of this vampire spawn as it turns to shriek at you and as you and as you sho- shove the flaming blade into her belly uh, and obviously this wounds her a great deal and she clutches over to grab at you uh, as you remove the knife. Surprise. <laughs> Anything else? No, that's, it. that's all I'm going to do. It's the armor's turn. He's, he's free? He's free. He can move. Well, he's going to run on straight down to Vampire Numero Dos. He does. Does he take How's any... his hands? Are they like hands still, or are they just like crumple stumps? What's his... Uh, I'll, I'll explain momentarily. What is his... Uh, his arm, his HP, uh, thirty three. He took he took fifteen damage from being crushed. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, uh, then he's well. Uh, he's still going to attack. He'll att- he'll attack the old the old vampire number two. As he runs down the stairs, Reginald, you look back excitedly to see your your newfound your buddy running down the stairs. Dermon, you also see the same as as Jericho as well sees. Instead of his hands, he no longer possesses his hands. His hands have been crushed. But what he does have are two forearms of his suit of armor that have been crushed into jagged points. And his two jagged forearms now count as a short sword each in damage instead of fists oh. for the slam. Okay. Nice. That's still the so same he, damage. Oh, so they count as long swords <laughs> then. A D8, whatever. Let's call them D8s. Okay. So I will... Anyway, it's cool because he comes downstairs and now he's got knives for hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was not in the DM's manual, is it? No. <laughs> Loved it. Um, and thank you, Shadow. You are exactly right. He should write a book. I want to really bad. I really do. Theories of books. He says when you, whenever you release the book, you should also do the audio version of it since the voices I'll come up with will never match mine. <laughs> or that which the voices they'll come up with will never match mine. They'll all sound like a version of me, but 
I would like to do that one day. He got uh, 11 and 12. 11 and 12 to hit? Yeah. So she is able to turn around and dodge his knife attacks. He stabs one time. She dodges to the left. He tries to stab her in her face as she dodges away from the other one, but she's able to duck down nimble, as Vampire Spawn typically are, if you read the Vampire Spawn manual. Um, So he fails at his attacks, but he is now wielding crushed, jabby, like, stabby machines. How's that for a description? <laughs> what? Crushed, no? Jabby machines. <laughs> oh, jabby um, machines. Jabby, jabby stabby machines. But thank you for the uh, for that compliment, Shadow. That does mean a lot to me. I want to make want to try to make this as entertaining as possible. Um, that means it is Vampire Spawn Numero Trace's turn. Vampire Spawn Numero Trace is going to come up behind you, Derman. Okay. And it's time to get attacking. We're going to start with the claws. Oh boy! Hold on Hold to your pantalones. We got the nat twenty. Ooh. We're going to deal with the claws first. <laughs> uh, so the claws are going to do three, seven, ten, twelve, fifteen damage to you with the claws. She slashes at your back. Do not stab my sister wife. <laughs> and she slices across your back. Oh, that stings. And then she's going to try to bite you on your neck. But luckily she she is her her anger has in clawing your back has thrown her off balance as she goes to try to bite towards your neck. You're able to whoosh, go with the slashing pain. You drop a shoulder and her her chin lands on your neck and not her mouth as she snaps uh, her teeth together right next to your cheek. Cool. Um it is now Jericho's turn. Cool, I'm gonna do that thing I always do. Jericho, Actually, real quick, roll intelligence. Okay, for free. That's a. Hang on, I don't know what my modifier is. More than fifteen. It's a sixteen. Woo! All right, this is not me telling you that there is a puzzle to be solved with this item. This is me merely. We've had a long episode. This is mere, merely me reminding, being a, giving a way to remind you, you do possess the holy symbol of Ravenkind. That I know. we got at the beginning. Okay. Just want to, you know. Gotcha. You don't have to. Just wanted to remind you. I was afraid you might have forgotten. Nope. Doesn't matter. I was actually planning on using it. It's my only magical device. Cool. Um. I'm going to go ahead and go for the sunlight charge. All right. You're going to use five charges? Yeah. My master plan is to get some shut-eye here if possible, so hopefully it'll recharge. Okay. Um. Yeah. One action. It brightness within... Well, I'm going to get within range of all of them, so I'm going to go in that middle between the, the Vs. Uh, it's 30 feet. So you're already within range. Okay. But you can absolutely still go there. I would like to do that. All right. You head into the middle. Secretly passing passing through your... Uh, uh, you're, you're in secret. I'm tired. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I would like you're to not think. no CECE for you. Um, that means you're producing sunlight, correct? Yes, that's sunlight. Thirty feet. Now this this will negate your invisibility, right? It's no longer dark. Um, bright light fills the whole room. There's one corner at the bottom that's that's dim light. Uh, but bright light fills the whole room. In unison, the three vampires spawn shriek. <laughs> As the, the light um, shines against them. But they do not run. They are still ready to try to kill you. Um, meaning it is... So that was your action. You're welcome to have a bonus action if you want it. Um, can I, no, I'm good. Okay. That's it. All right, that's Reginald's turn. All right. Whenever you do that, though, whenever you do the sunlight and this light comes on, the vampire spawn in front of Reg- Reginald, the one that's taken the most beating, um, Reginald, she looks absolutely f- f- frail. Sorry. I was Trash. trying to, my, <laughs> my, uh, my brain was trying to choose between free feeble and frail and it still can't do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and but, yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> Any, she looked messed up. Uh, she looks weary. She's like as if she can barely stand as her claws are out, um, and ready to try to, to slash at you. Dang. Okay. But All right. Number turn. one. Number one. I gotta know. Like we've been in the dark this whole time, and this brightest sunshine just glared off between me and Dermot. Do we yeah. both have like one of them intense? Like we fell asleep in a tanning bed, kind of tans on one side of our body now. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> you weren't. You weren't. You weren't facing it either. So there is not going to alarm you. Uh, this light. Gosh. Actually. Amazing cinematic moment, Reginald. As you raise your axe up to yeah. s- to slice to, you know, I assume you're about to axe this lady. Oh, as you sure. raise your axe up, at where right before you you saw a vampire lady. Now enveloping her her shadow on the back wall is your shadow, completely <laughs> enveloping her. As your axe is raised in shadow above her, about no, to come down. It is a 19 to whack. A 19 will hit, and I guarantee that it will kill. 13 damage. You didn't need it all. Your axe, your axe comes down, and instead of trying to attack you through the, through the attack, your axe comes down between her ear and her shoulder, slicing directly through her body, clean, cleaving her in twain. Her arm and head fall off the right side of her body, and the rest of her body, her left arm down to her two legs, falls to the left. She is clean cut in two blood shoots out of her top and bottom halves as she lay soaking her white dress in red red blood nice and that was just the first attack yeah the two other the two other vampire brides turn and shriek no sister and but they can't they're squinting into the light as they shriek at her nice all right so the one, which one was it, Dermon, that, that got you stabby action? Was the it behind Vampire me. 3, Vampire 2? 
one behind you. All right. Yeah. I I have I've had this thing this entire time, but I've never actually used it. I'm gonna throw my hand axe that way. Just throw it, dude. Yeah. It was a it was a, a twenty, not natural to hit. That will hit. And it does eight of those damage. To whom? Which one? Um, we'll just go for <laughs> for number two. All right. You toss uh, your hand axe over there. Uh, it is not a magical weapon, so it kind of all but bounces off of the of the vampire spawn's face. Uh, but it does collide with her cheek, and it just cuts a little bit of a little streak of blood begins to roll down her cheek and dripping into her red dress, disappearing from sight uh, as your hand axe bounces towards the stairs. Nice and. Uh, movement speed. I'm just going to head in the direction of number three. Okay. You getting all up in her space? I'm getting all up in that space. All right. Um, okay. So. And Keith, without making a perception check, do these non-magical attacks look like they're doing the normal amount of damage they could when these things are exposed to sunlight? It's a good one. No. Okay. Still still same effect. It doesn't look like it changed to you. Alright, cool. But it variably like it you can tell that when the light turned on, they're more than uncomfortable. They they did da- the light is damaging them. Okay. Cool. Um That's it for me. Okay. That means it is va- vampire dose's turn. Vampire Dose, knowing the source of its pain, is going to sprint towards the sprint towards the wielder of it to attack Jericho, who is now revealed. Um, at this point, I would say that you are. It is not technically leaving the edge, the space of Derman. It is five feet from Derman, five feet from Jericho. Here, in between, we have quite a cluster fluffle of a vampire pain going on. So it's going to try to attack Jericho. Uh, and it's going to roll a sweet, tasty uh, 14 to hit. Not going to do. I got an AC of 16. You, As it goes to swipe its claws, you raise the holy symbol of Ravenkind towards her face. And as her claw is about to come down, it's put. It, she reaches back uh, in, in pain. And then... She goes instead to try to bite you, but as she opens her mouth to come towards you, you raise the the holy symbol in her face again, and she can't push through the light to attack you, and both of her attacks are spent. Uh, vampire number three is going to turn, or is going to try to continue to bite Derman real quickly, uh, because it missed the first time, and its head is directly on its sh- on his shoulder. It's going to roll a twenty one to hit on the bite for Derman. That will indeed do it. Okay, um, so it's going to do... It's going to do five damage uh, with the bite against you. Oh, no, hold on. Yeah, it's going to do five regular piercing damage, so it just it going in is going to do that. Then it's also going to do six necrotic damage. And your hit point maximum has decreased by six. Okay. Uh, 
That was vampire number three who did that to you? I believe. I think it was three. It was. And after after the vampire, seemingly sw- somewhat nourished by the blood of Ermin, is going to pull her teeth out of his shoulder and turn towards Reginald to slash with the claws. Yeah. It is going to roll an unnatural 20 to slash you. That'll, that'll meet it. That'll meet it. Meet it. Beats it. Likes him. Meets it. Um, so the damage will be some slashing damage. Only six slashing damage against you. Ooh. Okay, I'm still hanging in there. So it bites Dermon's neck with its teeth, and as it pulls its teeth out, it reaches its hands towards you with its claws outstretched and jabs them into your chest where your your necrotic damage occurred earlier and causes you pain. Uh, it is now Dermon's turn. Ooh, that's my tender spot. So um, I'm going to use a new spell. Because uh, why not? Um, okay. It is called Spirit Shroud, and it is very similar to um, the other one, Spirit Guardians. Uh, it is a bonus action. And it says, You call forth spirits of the dead which flit around you for the spell's duration. The spirits are intangible and invulnerable. Until the spell ends, any attack you make deals 1d8 extra damage when you hit a creature within 10 feet of you. Uh, This damage is radiant, necrotic, or cold. Your choice uh, when you cast the spell. Any creature that takes this damage can't regain hit points until the start of your next turn. In addition, any creature of your choice that you can see that starts its turn within 10 feet of you has its speed reduced by 10 feet until the start of your next turn. Ooh, nice. So I'm going to choose... Um, radiant uh, damage, and then I'm going to once more with feeling attack at um, I'm attack at vampire number three because she okay. got a little too little too froggy with my neck. Uh, All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna use the cantrip green flame blade once again. Do it. So let's do. Let's do some stuff. I really hope this hits. That'd be cool. Uh, no, it's one. I'm All gonna, right. You know what? I refuse. So I'm going <laughs> to use my inspiration on this. Roll it up. Because you can only keep one, so you may as well may as well use it. Yep. Uh, will a 24 hit? It will. Perfect. Awesome. That's good. That's really good. Plus, uh, she takes seventeen damage. Okay, and then number three. Yeah, number three takes seventeen damage. Some of it's radiant, some of it's fire, and then um, number two, being within five feet of me, takes six fire damage. Okay, so you. Facing away from from Vampire 3, she has bitten you on your neck. Angered by this, you take your dagger, let go of your hands in the air, 
grab it the other way with the blade facing down. You jam it backwards as the fire grows on it on the way down, jamming it backwards into the belly of the vampire vampire behind you. She shrieks, ah, it burns! And as you jam the knife into her belly and you pull it out, as you pull the blade out, green fire leaps from the wound and latches on to the other vampire across from her as she takes how many damage? Six. As she takes six damage as well. And they are prevented from healing until the next time you have a turn. Uh, Well, just the one. Uh, just the one. I thought it was people within ten feet. No, it's... um. Hang on. Let me get back to it. It's. I think it's only the... Um, Let me see. Uh, any creature that takes the, it takes the damage from the spirit damage. trap. So only Vampire 3 does that. Um, okay. Any creature of your choice that you can see the source term within two few. Yeah. So Vampire 3, I'm uh, her speed will be reduced by 10 feet as well. She's getting the full okay. brunt of that spell. The full brunt. Okay, cool. And that's it. That's all I'm doing. Oh, wait. Sounds like... Huh? It's the armor's turn now. It is the armor's turn. He's going to run over and he's going to stab at old number two. All right. He steps over, jabs in to vampire two. A 14? A 14 will not hit. Hmm. Uh, Well, I suppose a nine won't hit either. No. Still trying to figure out how to deal with his unwieldy new arms, he finds it unable. He finds himself unable to make purchase on the flesh of the vampire number two. Jericho, it is your turn. Cool. Uh, the room is still lit brightly. Yeah. Not much I can do. Um. I'm going to use that, uh, the hold vampires charge for one charge. Okay. Vampires within 30 feet must make a wisdom 15 save or they're held for one minute or until they break free. Okay. You are quite lucky. Your sunlight has caused one to crit fail. Your sunlight has caused another to crit fail. Both of them are held in place. Ooh. Paralyzed for one minute. Okay, that's it. You guys, well, that's are practically taking, ten rounds. Taking care of business. Um, that means Reginald, it is your turn, my friend. Is one minute enough for a long break, a long rest? It is not, sadly. Okay, I guess I'll continue on my rampage then. I'm uh, going for number three, and do I have advantage since they're paralyzed? I need to see. I'm about to look it up. Well, it was a 28 to hit, but I'm just wondering if, if I roll again, if it's in that 20 or something. Yeah, let's check it out. Yeah, Blinded, advantage. Yep. Nice. Roll again, baby. Nah, we'll go at 28. The other one was a lowly 25. All right, cool. You definitely hit the vampire. Which one? Uh, number three. So that's the one I was number headed towards last time, so... Right, you swing a ding-a-ling on it. Also, right. Um, 
if any any attack that hits the creature is a critical hit if the attacker is within five feet of that creature. It's a crit. Ooh. So that's what that means? It's a crit? Yeah. Any attack that hits is a critical hit if the if you're within five feet. I be- he is. I believe you. I want to just read it for myself. That means he don't believe yep. you. No, I do. I just want to confirm it. I just want to, I want to, it'll help me remember it for next time. But yes, I do now see that. Wow. That's awesome. That's critical. Kill these vampires. Y'all know I hate vampires. I don't like this. I don't like these women. Kill them. That's eight plus six plus six. That's a 20 damage. Nice. 20 damage. All right. Do do I need to go in for attack number dose? If you like, she yet lives. Oh, this one actually was a crit. Oh, baby. But I get the crit anyway, so. Um, 16 damage on that one. 16 damage on that one. Not a whole bunch of damage there. Okay. And, yeah, there you go. There you go. So, what's that? 36 damage on number number V3. So, this one. Shimmery dress, I think. Yes, the gold shimmery dress, and she's also wearing a mask. So whenever you go to slash her, you bury one axe, one axe uh, slash in her thigh, and then as she looks, as she looks down towards her thigh where you've buried the axe in there, you yank it up, slamming the axe into her face and destroying the mask on her face. And as she looks up towards you with the mask exploding off of her face, you see a you see a face with no flesh on it, only blood running down from her eyes and her teeth. She has no lips or nose. There was the only thing covering her. The blood inside of her head was the mask on her face. She yet lives and she screeches at you. And as she screeches, drippings and strings of blood are blown towards your face. Free action to just say something real quick. Nope. Should have kept your mask on. <laughs> all I got for this round, I'm just I'm hanging out with number three, ready to uh, dispatch this one. Ooh. All right, is that the end of your turn? Yes. All right, vampire number two is going to make another attempt at Jericho to try to get rid of that holy symbol. Um, it's going to, of course, fail. It's trying its very best. To get rid of the holy symbol that's causing it so much pain. Actually, hold up. Not only does it shriek, it shrieks very much at the beginning of its turn. Ah, light. Um, and then it is going to, yes, of course, fail on. Yep, it is going to try. It's trying its best to push against you and stop the sunlight and do its very best. But all it can do is hold its hands above its eyes at this point and try to bat you away. Jericho, uh, but it continues to fail. Uh, Vampire number three is going to try to attack you, Reginald, uh, with its claws, but it will fail. Aren't they paralyzed? Oh, of course they're paralyzed. Sorry. Nice. They they fail because they stayed still. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were rolling to break free. I know. I'm sorry. I forgot about the paralysis. But they failed to break free anyway. Yay! Woohoo! So, um, so the light is light damaging to them, or is it just annoying to them? The light definitely seems as though it's damaging to them. The uh, 
the vampire number three, the one that's covered in with a face full of blood, like as the light shines on it and the, the light is shining on that blood, Reginald, you see some of it like drying and caking up around her face as you can see some of the vitality of her, you know, of her body leaving her as she shakes in paralysis. Okay. All right. That's kind of sorry cool. for the miss paralysis guys. Apologies. So good. Dermot, it's your turn. I'm going to go with old faithful and uh green flame blade. Number three. All right. Uh, will an unnatural 20 do it? A hit is a crit Excellent. on a paralyzed vampire. Excellent. Okay. I have to roll a lot of stuff. Tell me when you go past five. <laughs> <laughs> I went past five. All right. You, there was already a hole in her belly uh, <clears throat> from the original flame braid. This time, finding the same exact spot on her back, you jab your dagger through her back. Reginald, you see the dagger come through the vampire's belly, some flame shooting out the front end of her as uh, Dermon removes the blade and her body falls limp to the floor, but not before the fire jumps towards V2, correct? Yeah. Um, are we... On a, are we... Do you double that damage as well? Because it's, it's technically a roll on this attack. Whether it hits or not? No, like whether... No, because it's a critical hit, but I guess it's only a critical against that one. Yeah, I think it's only a critical against that one. So she takes nine damage. Nine damage. That's a lot of damage. <laughs> That's a, That's lot, a of damage. lot of damage. Her body is hit by... as It's almost like there was flame inside her that you slammed out of the front of her belly when you jammed the knife in because the fire shoots out of her belly and goes over towards Vampire 2 and encases her for a brief moment. And Vampire 3, instead of being, uh, I keep saying paralyzed, paralyzed in front of you, instead of being paralyzed, she falls limp to the ground, slams and begins to bleed her own blood. Yay. Dead. Now, uh, the armor is going to stab at number two. Stab it. Stab. We're looking at two crits here if it hits both times. Uh, And it has advantage. Will a 15 hit? Yep. Um, that is 15 damage for the first attack. Okay. Uh, will a 19 hit? A 19 will hit. That is 11 damage for the second attack. Mia, shush, we're almost done. And 11 damage for the second attack, almost eight with with unbridled anger for losing his hands and being unable to effectively use them anymore, the the armor seems to get his bearings. He jams his left his left blade into the back of the of the vampire in the red dress. He takes his right arm blade and jams it into the right side of the vampire of the vampire in the red dress's back. He lifts her in the air 
raising her paralyzed body on his two sharp hands, reaches down and then slams her into the wall, jamming his arms deeper and deeper until he's elbow deep in the body of this vampire spawn. And whenever he's finished with that, you can see his arms begin to flex outward as he rips her in half and both sides of her body slam into the ground. Well, that was certainly dramatic. But this armor is pushed. Thank you for the host, Emrus. I appreciate it. I was describing a gruesome death. <laughs> all right. Dermot, it's still You're... technically your turn. Well, no, they're all dead. Yeah, You're out of dead. combat. <laughs> nice! You're out of combat. Three vampire brides lie dead as corpses or pieces of corpses in the floor of this room. The last wor- The last intelligible words they said were of the variety that you would not kill their husband. Before you stands a jet black casket of the finest material and the finest wax and the finest gloss. Ahead of you, three alcoves, uh, and behind you, a marble staircase, and above you, Castle Ravenloft remains. Find out what happens to the Dungeon Boys next week on another episode of Dungeon Boys Play Curse of Strahd. That's all we got. Hey. Good job, guys. Juice, what is going on, buddy? Man, we're Juice getting down. Easy. We're getting down to it. Uh-huh. Getting down to it, my friends. Absolutely. I got a feeling that sometime in the next couple of weeks we'll come across this Strahd guy. I think he will eventually. He's got to be here somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> he's got to be there somewhere. But thank you guys so much for listening. If you're listening to the podcast, we really appreciate you. If you would be willing to leave a review of our podcast, which is now like over two years old, um, I we may have passed the point of where we can get any attention on any of these podcast apps. Who knows? But if you want to write us a review and help us get in front of more ears, inside of more ears, bouncing around more people's skulls, that'd be great. Um, I don't know if you can hear my dog in the background, but she really, really wants you to do it. Um, but we would appreciate that. If you want to contact us, you can send us an email, uh, tankmediagames at gmail.com. That's tankmediagames at gmail.com. You can catch us on almost all, I think, all the social media. I made a TikTok this week for Get Tank Media Games. So we got them all the way down. We got we got Twitter at Tank Media Games, Instagram at Tank Media Games, TikTok at Tank Media Games, all kind of crazy stuff where you can get more of mostly me. The Dungeon Boys are, are a once a week thing, but eventually, once you guys, once you listeners and, and fans start paying the bills, you can see us all the time. It'll be 24 hours a day. D&D. Oh. No, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. I'd die. <laughs> LARPing. Yeah. No, but we really appreciate cut out at some point. We'd have to. I'd have to be replaced. We really appreciate you listening, though. Thank you very much. I hate to advertise so much at the end. Uh, it means a lot to us if you made it this far. So thank you so much for listening. Please remember that we love you very much. Bye-bye. Toodles. Bye-bye. Later. Later.